Oi, you lot. You listen to Garage Hammer. Episode 142. On tonight's episode, the fat manling is back with his friends Taz and Luke. And they're there talking about their time at Adepticon and some of the new things coming out. Apparently that Archaon guy is showing his head again and the fat manling's all excited. But let's face it, he gets excited from a stiff breeze, so who really cares what he thinks? Shut it! I'm listening to me show! Welcome to the Garage U Tools. For the next few hours, I'll be doing the best I can to share with you my love of tabletop wargaming and probably some of my various other fandoms, bringing you God Beasts, Adepticon AOS, and post-tournament inspiration. I'm Dave Whitech, and back with me tonight are friends of the show, Taz and Luke Fritz. Hey, guys. Hello. Happy to join you again. Thank you. Happy to be here. Thank you for coming on. So, um... We all went to Adepticon. Yes. Yep. And we had a good time. We Definitely. Did. I had a great time. I had a fantastic time. I had such a great time, and I, was, I wasn't certain what to expect. Um, last year, not a great time, so it was just sort of kind of going and, you know, like, I'm going to go and I want to see what this is going to be like, and I was pleasantly surprised. I had a really great time, so. You did really well, too. Yeah, I didn't do yeah. too bad. No. <laughs> I ain't yeah. going to complain. <laughs> um, I was pretty pleased with all that, so. Um, yeah, but we'll talk about that as as the as the show goes on. Mm-hmm. Uh, first, you should probably take a moment to uh, thank the sponsors. You guys don't mind helping out here, do you? Sure. Of course not. The sponsors of Garage Hammer are Unique Gifts and Games. In Grays Lake, Illinois. Mercer Miniatures. That's M-I-E-R-C-E hyphen miniatures.com. Mantic Games. Building Bigger Armies. The TC War Room in Traverse City, Michigan. You ain't wrong. Six Square Studios. They make really awesome bases and and objective markers and cool other things that we'll tell you about later. Insert commercial here. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> and Battle Foam, protecting your... Army. So there you go. There's that. Um, yeah, Six Squared, they're on. We don't have a real commercial for them, so at some point during the show when we're supposed to do a commercial... Everyone else will go on a pee break, and I will just tell you about Six Squared Studios, and that will be a commercial, albeit probably not a very <laughs> satisfying commercial. Um, cool. But uh, so uh, we do have voicemail, and I'm trying to bring it up right now so that we can all listen to it and hear it and enjoy it and love it. But we did get some voicemail. Uh, we got one voicemail from Alex Gonzalez, and I think we might have gotten one other. Good morning, Garage Hammer World. Uh, this is Alex Gonzalez, uh, the organizer for the Age of Sigmar events at Adepticon and at Blood in the Sun. Um, I just wanted to call in a quick uh, thank you to everyone that came to Adepticon um, and either said hi or played in the Age of Sigmar events. Um, I just wanted to say thank you to all of you guys uh, that came from overseas. Um, to play a game that, you know, people have talked about couldn't possibly draw a crowd. Um, but it means a lot that everyone showed up and that everyone had a great time. Um, we're working on things to change already for next year. Um, so whatever feedback you guys have, it's being listened to. Um, so we definitely want to make this bigger. We want to make this better and keep this community going and keeping going, keeping it going strong. Um, I also did want to plug uh, two quick things. Um, on May 14th, 15th, and 16th, 
uh, Peoria, Illinois. Uh, good friend John Wiltsey is going to be running uh, the River City Rumble, uh, the former Midwest Rampage uh, down in Peoria. Uh, it's going to be a, a South Coast GT Compact tournament. Um, so the rules for that are at, you know, healandhammer.com uh, slash South Coast or SCGT. Um, I believe it's $25 buy-in to the tournament for prizes, and then a $25 store buy-in at Just for Fun Games, so that's where it's being held. So you buy $25 worth of product, and they can order whatever you need. Um, all the sign-ups, and then uh, you can find that um, by searching for Quick or uh, River City Rumble on Facebook and or Google. Um, and then the other thing with Mumplug is Bits. Um, coming up in June. Um, after speaking with Dave uh, the last time I was on, um, I said that legacy stuff was not going to be allowed. Um, we have made some changes. Um, anything that's legacy uh, under the South Coast pack is going to be a 0 to 1 deployed unit, um, unless it's core, in which case it's 0 to 2. So, Tomb Kings, Bretonians, High Elf Spearmen, if you really want to, um, everything's going to be welcome at Blood in the Sun. Uh, so, Please come out, check it out. We've still got spots left, uh, bloodinthesun.com, and we'll have full rolls up in the next uh, week or two, as well as eight scenarios. Uh, we'll be playing five of them at the actual event, but so you can kind of see where we're going. Um, so just want to make sure you guys know where to find all that information, and I hope to see you there. Thanks again, and Dave, you're awesome. Love hearing from you. Got that in there right at the end. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he did. Guy, he hit the three minutes and you're up <laughs> deep yep. right there. That's the, the the time limit. He ran out of time. I'm surprised he didn't comment on the theme for Blood in the Sun this year, which is awesome 80s, and I think it's going to be hysterical. Yep. It's going to yeah, be great. So. I'm already thinking what I can do, <laughs> how I can theme my army. Um, We got several messages from the Cranky Lawyer, like several messages from the Cranky Lawyer, and it's... It's just him pissed off about everything. Um, I I don't know. I'm I'm just. Uh, I love Cranky, but this is just him angry about the like. He doesn't even play Bretonians, but he's mad because they're gone. He doesn't play anything anymore because he sent me all the books because he doesn't like reading the fluff. But I don't he, like reading the fluff either. Doesn't mean I don't play. <laughs> he said he tried to read the fluff and it was terrible, and I disagree. But so to each he, their own. He yeah he got. He was mad, and this is a lot of angry, cranky messages. It's seriously, it's like oh, it's like two messages for about three and a half minutes total. <laughs> so, are we going to listen to Cranky be cranky? I don't know. I can't. <laughs> uh, we'll listen to one of um. Uh, is there boy. any that sound significantly less cranky? No. <laughs> okay. So, uh, okay. So. Dave, it's cranky. You guys are all at Acon, so I am, you know, cranky. But I'm listening to the latest episode, and you're talking about Britonia going away and, you know, the, the restaurant that everybody loves but nobody goes to and everything. And I wonder if maybe, just possibly, there's the slightest of chances that fact that all of their models were 
virtually impossible to protect with IP, except for maybe peg nights, and I'm sure there's an example of why that would have not been protectable, but might have had the slightest of reasons why they were phased out. I know, I'm a cynic. That's me. But I just wonder if the fact that any set of medieval knights and men-at-arms in trebuchets and peasant bowmen in ladies on horses, in knights that you painted green, really made it, you know, that you could use those in the armies and they look great. Might have had the slightest bit to do with it. In any event, um, your guys are at Akon. I'm not. So this is me being cranky. Wow. <laughs> cranky being cranky, yes. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so there's more. I yeah. It's just I'll save maybe I'll save more for, for next week. <laughs> it's just uh goodness. For for that was that was quite a little bit down and cranky but he makes a very valid point <laughs> yeah <And> then <laughs> I got a, then I got a letter from Six Squared Studios over during the week and it said that uh, they heard the show when I was all by myself and uh, they said that they because they, they, he came on uh, actually Kevin yeah. came on and so he was on for like 10 minutes in the middle there yeah and so I guess they've been getting a good response. So that's good, guys. Keep going. Check out their uh, their Twitter, Six Squared Studios, and check out their Facebook page and stuff like that. I guess they've already been getting orders from the show. So nice. awesome. we're excited. That's awesome. But they wrote because they were concerned for my mental health. <laughs> um, <laughs> they heard the show, and uh, they did said I did a fantastic job filling a huge amount of time all by myself. However, like Tom Hanks in Castaway, there's a concern that talking to yourself too much can lead to issues. So they send me this hockey puck because they're from Canada, and it's a rare albino hockey puck named Lindsay, and it's got this oh my God. <laughs> face in it. It has Wilson's face on it. Yeah, on this hockey puck, this white hockey puck. And so um, now <laughs> I have something to talk at. If you start talking to the hockey puck, during the I'm going to worry about you even more than talking about yourself. I can talk to Lindsay, the <laughs> hockey talking puck. To yourself. I, is that its name? Is it Lindsay? It says right here, Lindsay. L-I-N-D-S-A-Y. <laughs> Lindsay. It's, okay, the hockey puck has a name. Worried that you're sure. getting a bit frantic or are rambling on about a topic? Look to Lindsay for moral support. <laughs> Concerned that your army bit is going a bit long? That's Lindsay awesome. will encourage you to go longer. Lindsay he- is there to remind you that you have listeners who appreciate. So yeah, so that's, yeah. Then they sent me that along with... Can, can you post pictures in the show notes? You might need to post a picture of Lindsay. Yeah, I'll try. Maybe I'll make her the show image <laughs> <laughs> along with some, these fences and stuff. So they're developing a gothic fence kit, and uh, they gave me some to try out with my VC, and this is just so incredibly It looks really good. Cool yeah, here. it's really nice. That's the, those are the, you can see the keyhole in the fence, the, all the little gothic fences. It comes with a couple of those. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
I that's mean, really detailed. Those <laughs> gates are really pretty. I love these pillars. Yeah, and so the fences go right to the little uh, the the pillars that they cast, the resin pillars. Those pillars are really nice. Yeah, it's, <laughs> they're really. It's like they keep sending me these things. Like, oh, check out this new thing we're doing. Like, this is awesome too. <laughs> so I'm glad they came on as uh, sponsors. And since I actually didn't talk to them at all, because as you'll find out, this entire week has been dedicated to me tiling my floors and literally since I came home from Adepticon that's all I've done today yeah. is my first yeah. day that I haven't and we're recording so for me it's like right after Adepticon still because I've yeah. done nothing, nothing else, else. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the floor does look nice upstairs well thank you <laughs> I appreciate that uh, boy and as soon as we're done I was like you know the walls don't match anymore we're going to have to repaint and oh I'm no. like yes I know we are but not right now <laughs> you're like wait wait one thing at a time didn't you want to say that before <laughs> I put down all the new tile that we have to worry about getting paint Done? Well, we didn't know what color would look good until <laughs> we saw what the tile looked Fair like. Enough. So we had an idea. That's okay. We'll tarp it. It's you know I'm I'm fine with that. <laughs> but so uh, yeah, so that's that's the stuff that I got, and they've been sending me stuff, and they're on. So I haven't actually had, had a chance to talk to them for do the commercial. So um, what we're gonna do here is we're gonna take our first commercial break, and then when we come back, we're gonna talk about uh, news and rumors. So. <laughs> All right. All right. So here we go. We'll be back in a minute. Actually, everyone else will be back in a minute. I'm going to be here to run this first commercial because why not? Since they're our new, our new uh, sponsor, we'll give them the first spot. So today, I'm here to talk to you about Six Squared Studios. So you can go to sixsquaredstudios.ca because they're from Canada. Yeah, hey. And uh, so check it out, dude. I'm on their website right now, and they've got paint racks. Uh, it'll hold 20 paint pots and, uh, like six, looks like 16 brushes. Uh, that's like 12 bucks American. They've got all sorts of different tokens, uh, measuring tokens, you know, uh, objective tokens, all sorts of accessories like barrels and, and, and logs and things like that, that you could pick up. Um, and, and then they, like I said, then they do bases, square bases, round bases, rectangle bases, oval bases, hex bases. So basically if you need it. You can get it, and um, I'm certain if you need it and you don't see it, you can give them a call or, or email them because, like, dude, they make all sorts of stuff. Dude, they just sent me a whole bunch of fences. They're a cool place. Also, you can check them out on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash six squared studios. The number six, the word squared, S-Q-U-A-R-E-D, studios. So check them out and then order some stuff and tell them that you heard about them on Garage Hammer. Um, while he was talking to Lindsay. And then ask him what the hell is with this picture on their Facebook page of the insane sideways paint pot wall uh, that looks to be like, I don't know, what is this, like like 240, 300 some odd pots of paint? Yeah, there's like 300 pots of paint in this picture. And it's like, it's like the thing sideways up against the wall and you take your GW paint pots and you stick them in top end first so just the bottom stick out so you can just see the colors. It's the weirdest picture. I'm going to have to steal a picture of this and go put, maybe use this as my show image because this is just dumb. Like this, I want one of these, but this is just dumb. <laughs> you see the picture I'm looking at. Yeah, like, this makes for horrible it. radio, but this has to be the show image maybe. <laughs> go to the website and look at it because this is just insane. Like I don't know if this is right or if this is just a joke. That is a lot of paint. That's I what know, that is. That's awesome. That's like every color. Wow. My paint TV rainbow, doesn't have Dave. that many colors. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Okay, so that's Six Bird Studios, and that's my commercial for them. 
Well, that's it. So let's come on. We'll come back from break now. Here, where's the music? Is there music? I don't even know if there's music. Who cares? If you're still listening, you're still listening. <laughs> right? Okay. Yeah. So let's see. All right. So it's time for the news and rumors section. And let's see. Oh, War Beast is out. Have you guys seen this? Is it? Is it? I thought it was God Beasts. Oh, God Beast, War Beast, God Beasts. Sorry. It, it, same difference. Big giant monsters. <laughs> Big giant monsters. And I just, I just picked this up. Armies today. of them. <laughs> it came out last week, so it's like old news for everybody else. But I was at Adepticon, and then I came home, and I was working on the floor for a week. <laughs> so I looked at nothing. But this book is kind of badass. Apparently, Archeon's making his move, and he's sending everybody out to do stuff. Every beast he can get his hands on. Oh, my God. And it's just like battle. Pl- it's like bit of story, battle plan, bit of story, battle plan, bit of story, battle plan. I don't know how many battle plans are in here. It looks like be like a dozen, maybe more. And they all look kind of cool. Um, yeah. And look, there, and then there's Archeon, and people are fighting with Archeon. And then there's, let's see, what are the War Scrolls? Yeah, Archeon's in here. Celestin Prime. Anything new? Uh, nope. Ooh, the Drake Lauren Templar, because they're awesome. It, it, isn't that the point? Like, would Archeon not be Archeon if somebody wasn't fighting with him? That's true. Blow Bratspond is in it. I like him. Yep. War Scroll Battalions. Oh, so you get Sissy 2, 4. Interesting that there are still named people in this one, because a lot of the books, I mean, we, you know, I... So over the week of Adepticon, the order but Archeon won. It's no surprise yeah. that he made it. He yeah. won. Ar- Archeon won. Most most of chaos and is ca- still yeah, there. I mean, chaos always gets to come back. Chaos they always gets go to come back. They're demons. Yeah, it's like the, it's like the ghosts from Pac Man. Yeah. Yeah, and you chomp them and then the eyeballs, and they put on a new ghost suit, and then, <laughs> and then they come back, and, and they're they come fine. Back. Right. That's who, what they do. Who didn't survive is a lot of the humies. Yeah. A lot of them didn't survive. But I'm sorry, I interrupted you. What were you saying, Tess? Oh, I was going to say, the, the order book dropped during Adepticon, and because I was back running back and forth and didn't have a hotel room, I stopped by the store and picked it up and brought it to you, and you like ambushed me for, for the book during Adepticon for the order book. It was kind of funny. But we, we noticed when we were flipping through it, all the named people on the order side are gone. Yeah. yeah. Yep, 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 yep. No more Teclas, no more Tyrion. Yeah, I mean, but and all their models came off too, and that's yeah. the, I mean, Malakith's not there, right? Malakith's gone. Yeah, that then, I'm surprised about. That's he's I like think, the big one because didn't he survive? But they talked about. Times? T- t- here's the thing: in the new book, in the first sig- the big uh, first of the big books, um, the first uh, Age of Sigmar book. Uh, I know they mentioned Tyrion and Teclis going about because Tyrion is the one who didn't listen when Sigmar said we need to leave it alone, and he's the one who went and got. Uh, Slanesh and, and yeah. chained him up. Yeah, and and nobody knows where he is because Tyrion's not talking. Yeah. So if Tyrion's actually dead, like how long ago did that happen? That these people have died off, and mm. where are they, and what's going on? Well, I don't know. Um, I just yeah, 50, like I said, when they did that purge with ninety some odd kits listed. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Did you see this today? By the way, speaking of the news, I got an email from Games Workshop. Did you all get this email about? Um, oops, we sold out of our buy it while yes. too fast. I yes. missed that. This I did is see the that. Dumbest email. <laughs> okay, it, it was called. Okay, the subject is sorry we sold out too quickly. And okay, and I mean, and I get this, and I appreciate this, but it just it seems to go against the what the purpose. I, okay. <laughs> Recently, we advertised some products from our Order Grand Alliance as last chance to buy. These proved very popular and sold out much quicker than we expected. Unfortunately, this meant some of you missed out. 
We've asked our factory to produce a few more of these fast-selling products, which will go back on sale Monday, 18th of April. Wait, seriously? Yeah. But once they're gone, they really are gone. So you can follow a link, and you could select these different ones with email me, and they'll email you as soon as they're back up on your site, so you can go immediately and order them before they disappear. But the buy it while it last went so fast, I guess they got email complaints saying, well, crap. No, but, I can't get it. But that's the whole point between but I mean, it, buy it, last chance to buy. It's if it's discontinued, <laughs> it's discontinued. That means there are no more. Get get over this. This is the way the world works, people. Yeah, well, but I mean, hey, I don't have a problem with it. It was just I think it was just an odd reaction. Well, we sold out really fast. Well, we could probably make some money if we sell a few more. People really want them. All right, well, I guess let's make a few more and sell those. Like, whatever sold out fastest. Yeah. Like, how do you know how money to make? Like, you don't well, want to get... Like, it, the last thing you don't want to do is get stuck. But I think that, that, that I think that clearly shows that you have people who still want to play these models. Oh, yeah. So well, plus maybe eventually of- down the road... It, NGW is also showing that they can actually make more of the kits that they are discontinuing. So who knows? Down the road, maybe they'll come back. Well, yeah, possibly. Maybe I think you're just getting back. more of the whole, like, oh, boy, hey, whoops. <laughs> we misjudged. Oh. And at least they're helping out. I think a lot of people who play other systems, too, wanted to snatch them up while it was still in those other yeah. systems, too. Yeah. Because it's still available. So I don't know. I just thought it was weird. I got this email today. I'm like, what? what? I saw that, too. I was it, was it was a little confusing for me, too. I'm like, that's interesting. Yeah, but so <laughs> this, this book, though, I haven't even finished the last book. Extremis? No, I finished Extremis. I went on ad nauseum about oh. it. The, the last, the book with the Nagash. Oh, okay. I haven't finished that. Like, and okay, I'm just, I'm all in with the with the way this is working. Like, I, at first, I wasn't too certain about it. Um, Games Workshop went like they took, <laughs> you know how War Machine, like every year or two, they update it and they move the story a little farther. Yep. Yeah. And, and Malifaux has been moving their story a little farther. Yep. So Games Workshop has just decided, we're not going to wait a year and update our story a little farther. We're just going to update the story as we release new models. Like, when we hit a new model in the story, yep. that's when you get some more story. Like, this story's moving along. Yeah. It's chugging along. Arkan's showing up. Arkan's throwing stuff at people. People are fighting back. Arkan's laughing. Because that's what Arkan does. I'm laughing at your superior intellect. So, nothing? <laughs> nothing? Oh. Okay, my Star Trek, the Wrath of Khan fans are are are, are mad at you right now. <laughs> somebody is. Somebody knew where that came from, and that person is laughing right now. <laughs> Sons of bitches, bumpuses. Yeah, yell at Luke for that one. He's always he's always said he's been Star Trek and Star Wars both. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Luke, Mister Star Trek. I see. I see. What? I'm t- I'm telling Shatner. <laughs> Sorry, Bill. Seriously, this is just like, <laughs> it's insane. There's not even that. There's like a few War Scroll Battalions, and there's a few the pictures War are Scrolls. But literally, are these stories and these uh, these uh, battle plans, it's like 250 pages of just battle plans? stories and yeah. battle plans. Yeah. I, I got to say, I'm just kind of watching you flip through the book from across the room, and the art from here is just gorgeous. Oh, yeah. No, it's. It, I love this book. Like, I only got to look at it today, like for an hour before you came over. Like, I was flipping through it as I was eating dinner. It wasn't even, I didn't even have, not even an hour. And I'm just like, the story's cool. The pictures are cool. Um, the scenarios, I'm kind of quickly reading through the different battle plans. I'm like, yeah. all of these are cool and playable. Like, 
I haven't played a fraction of these yet. There's so many. And I remember when it came out, like, oh, you're going to need scenarios. Like, oh, great. Well, how many are they going to give you? They're like, you're going to have so many. Right. You won't even know, know what to what do. To do. Exactly. Guess what? Which now one, you have lots of choices. Which one do I play tonight? <laughs> if we played one or two scenarios every time we hung out, it would take us quite some time at to this get point to all get of caught them. up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, this thing's got at least a dozen. I don't know. I mean, maybe it says on the website how many it has, and I should have done my research, but I'm lazy and tired and dumb. And I just don't know. Like, it's just, but the book is cool, and I cannot wait to really dig into it. I'm I'm kind of falling behind. There's so much cool stuff out there right now um, that I'm trying to uh, get caught up with the reading. Like I said, I'm still behind on the last book. Yeah. But this this was, I was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. When I saw how nice this was when I picked it up. So I'm glad that the story's moving along. That's the biggest thing. That is the thing that makes me the happiest. Here we go. Where is it? That's something GW's always been real good at, though, is story. Their fluff has always been engaging and just exciting to read. Yeah, and you always. know, and for some, you know, for for as as much as nobody wanted the old world to go away, they're really just. You know, it's like, well, they hope they give us. They're giving us a big. There's a huge story going oh, on here. Huge. This is a big story with a lot of different things, and they're giving us pieces at a time. Let's see. This book has what four new times of war rules. So that's the. And I like the times of war thing. Yeah. Can I say that it's sort of like setting in a, like a new, like a like a little bit of comp. Like, okay, when we're playing in this place, we're gonna throw these extra rules yep. in for flavor in this set of games. Yep. Because you you're could, playing in a specific realm. Yeah, so right. could, yeah okay. You could have that a tournament that does that. If you're a tournament, if you want to run a theme in your tournament, you can come up with your own time of war stuff or use one of theirs and then run that with your thing. It's kind of a cool idea. So four new times of war rules, uh, 13 battle plans, 12 nice. war scroll battalions. Nice. And then that, and then on top of that's all the painting and this and this and yep. the different color guides. Yeah. But a dozen new battalions, thirteen new different scenarios, scenarios to play. I mean, it's just I'm I'm so pleased with what I'm getting as far as the fluff and the books that are coming out right now. I can't say enough about them. Like it's funny. Yes, those four pages are kind of. Yeah, those four pages suck. But right. I don't. Those four pages I don't need. You like don't those, need them. Exactly. Every, every single one of these war scroll battalions or uh, battle plans tells you the exact same thing. Don't follow the rules for victory on that. Like ignore right. that whole page of uh, ignore a quarter of those rules. Yep. Because here's what we're gonna do. This is what's gonna make it cool. Mm-hmm. That's for the unimaginative or the brand new at playing. Yeah. You know. And then you just sort of pick your stuff and go. And I'm 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 just I think it's I, fantastic. It's one of my favorite things about AOS is that it's so story driven. Yeah. It's it's and I think that's what war gaming You can literally a good war game needs to be story driven. Yeah. It, your games need to mean something. Or well, else why are you playing? And if you don't care about the fluff, you can just buy the list like uh, you can exactly. go to the app to that yeah. to the Age of Sigmar app and I don't know how much the I don't know how much they cost right now, uh, the, but I know you can app, just buy the books on the app cost about the same amount as they do in Right, but I th- no, I think you can just buy the battle packs. Oh yeah, yeah just the battle packs cost uh, considerably less. Right, and that's what I'm thinking is that they're going to have one pretty soon for for Gabby's, this one. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they will. Yeah. Uh Balance of Power had 9 9 battalions, 10 battle plans and four time of war results and it was 23 bucks. Yeah. For all the scroll, yeah, for for nine, everything that's nine not battalions, fluff. ten battle plans, and, yeah, and so boom, you just drop that, and you get all the scenarios. 
that's all I do is really I kind of flip through and I'm kind of flipping through before I'm reading all the stories. Yeah, is I'll sit and I'll look at the the map of the board and see how the de- how the deployment looks. Yeah, and if that catches my eye, then I'll look and see. It's like I don't even need that much else. It's just yeah. like is this something interesting for you know, for a fun just fun game to play? Yeah, and well, a lot of times that's what I get. And I think that's really the the biggest difference by far between what the game was and what the game is now for certain is you are now playing a scenario you are now playing a whole different storyline every single time you put models on the table and so whereas before it was i'm gonna march across the table and you know smash face there's way more to it than that and there's nothing wrong with marching across the table and smashing face there's nothing wrong with sure but if you do that every single day for you know, or every single week for months on end, you're going to get bored. Right. And uh, like I said, with this, we can be playing a different scenario literally every time we show yep. up. And the thing is, if one start, if we're playing down in the basement, if one starts to get really just kind of not fun, we'd be like, you know what? This one's no yeah, good. Skip to the next skip one. To right. the next, one. <laughs> next. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm just having a blast with it. But that's, what, that's what's going on. Um, there's a book coming out next week. I forget what. It was in my White Dwarf. Josh Reynolds wrote it. Uh, it's it's a it's another Tales. It's like oh, okay. it's it's not one of the Realmgate Wars. It's a Tales of the you know yep. the Age of Sigmar. But it's a uh, but there's a Stormcast Eternal on the cover. Okay. So it looks like it's not a Realmgate Wars necessarily tale, but, but it's, it's still, like a story about yeah, one of them. Still okay. something going on. So I'm I'm excited to see it because I've been everything I've managed to read so far has been really cool. I've really enjoyed it. So. And then when is uh, Destruction's the next big book, right? When is that supposed to drop? They said... They actually... they said May. I actually just saw some preview. Right, so it might be pictures, end of April. War Scrolls. Hopefully it's the end of April, I'm hoping. Yeah. Neat. Because when I'm done finally with my chaos, I want to go to Orcs. Because <laughs> nice. they look freaking amazing. The new models, oh. Yeah. They have a new, they have a new war chief out. And he yeah, looks but with all that so bright yellow cool. paint, he looks like a mecha knob. <laughs> Does. I mean, I ain't complaining, but it's GW cross branding. What do you want? It's like after you know, with all the talk they had about the uh, the Stormcast Eternals looking like Space <laughs> Marines, and then the next thing I saw from the Orcs, and I'm like, God, he looks like a Mega Knob. I'm like, Oh man! I don't know. I think the Orcs are going to play real. Uh, the new Orcs are going to play really well into AOS because Orcs are always silly to begin with. And oh yeah. You know, oh, I I hope these orcs are just kind of badass though. I really I love the orcs. I I I, I hope that the uh, the new wyvern is a cool as the star drake. Wait so. and see, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I hope so too. I'm just like I said, I'm just very excited. I really want to see what the destruction book brings. I want to see what they cut out and what they keep in. Yeah. And what, yeah. what stuff's coming out. I'm hoping they get a couple of. Uh, I would like to see them get a couple of of new releases. I, I would too. I, I, orcs need it. They haven't had anything new right. in years. I wonder if they're good. Well, they, I mean, yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. I wonder if they're going to get an update, anything updated. Like the dwarfs didn't seem like, like even the stuff in the pictures. Like the dwarf warriors were the old dwarf warriors. Yeah, in the, in the they, order book, they're not. Re- I, they didn't get a whole lot of model updates next to the no, fire the, slayers. Yeah, the fire slayer, that whole thing, and, and the stuff they updated last time. Yeah, got updated. I really thought that the stuff that didn't get updated would. And you never know. I mean, that might be something coming down the pike. I mean, they've they've, they've eventually, been, yeah. They've let's face it. We've been getting a lot of attention. I mean, the last couple of weeks, like in fact, this week, it's like that book. Actually, the one that I ordered for next week, it actually came out this week with with God Beasts, and yeah. I didn't, I didn't realize it came out with God Beasts. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, I, I'm looking at the waitress that came out this year. I didn't see this in the order forms, so I had her order it up. And I'm like, so is there anything else? I'm like, no, nope, the whole white dwarf looks like it's all 40K next week. Thank goodness. Because <laughs> 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 like, that's usually what I do when I walk in on Fridays to pick up my white dwarf. Or Kathleen always holds one for me. And she's like, do you want this one? And I say, and I say, let me see the cover. I look at the cover. Oh, it's Space Marines. No, I don't want this one. See, I've been <laughs> buying the Space Marine ones because I still like the Space Marines. <laughs> And then they saw the orcs. I'm like, oh, I gotta buy some orc stuff. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm just, yeah. I'm, I, I, I like, I like looking at the pictures too damn much to yeah. say no. I buy <laughs> most of them. I just do. I'm an idiot. So, all right, that's pretty much it for news and rumors. I think. Um, I think so. I don't yeah, think the there's... destruction book's coming out. Yep, there's going to be cuts again. Yeah, we know that. But yep. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, I guess they released the Monstrous Arcanum. What? Monsters Arcanum on the Forge World site. You can download. Oh, oh, yes. I saw rules for everything, and yep. I heard. I heard that my Morngul thing for uh, the for the vampire counts is just like stupid awesome. I think so. The yes. Morgul, yeah. The, you, the, you, there was something on there for vampire counts. It's really cool. Yeah, I heard the Idol of Morgul or the Idol of Gore is supposedly really good too. You want to know what I found really interesting? Huh. Skinwalkers. Oh yeah, those are cool. I always thought those things were death. They're chaos. Yeah, because they were uh, they were skaven things. I thought. I, well, they're wolves. Yeah. I mean, well, I thought they were wolves, but I'm like, oh, that's awesome! I gotta get me some of those. <laughs> so no, they're chaos. I'm thinking I might pick. Uh, I might have to go pick some of those up. Oh, and I don't know if he listens to the show, but uh, Joe Jero, Skinwalkers, they fit your army. Joe Jero, Joe Jero, jackhole. <laughs> <laughs> I liked him. No. Yeah. <laughs> I bet you did, sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> No, I say that about Joe all the time. Joe's yeah. a good guy. He's him a great and, guy. No, I no, I I get along really well with him. My best game of that weekend was against Joe. My first big GT was I played against him yeah. and and I played against um Greg. Yeah, and Greg Dupuy, right? And uh we didn't know each other when we first played, so they didn't do stuff and I was okay. always asking I was always asking Joe if he ever listened to the show. He was like, I don't listen, I don't listen, I don't listen. So I knew Greg had, and so I said nice things about Greg, and I called Joe names. <laughs> and then I saw him the next time, and I find out he'd started listening. <laughs> like That's hilarious. And he started, like, binge listening, and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm a jackhole, huh? I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> so. Oh, well. All right, listen. Time for a break. We'll come back uh, with the uh, with the toolbox. And who's it brought to us by, guys? Kazark Superstar, Kazark Superstar, Kazark Superstar, Kazark Superstar! That's right, folks. Chaos Orc Superstore, your one-stop shop for all your hobby gaming needs. They've not only got current and classic GW releases, Chess X Dice, and Vallejo Paints, but now they're also carrying Mantic, Infinity, Flames of War, Privateer Press, Soda Pop, Dark Age, and other assorted board and miniature-based games. They usually ship within 24 hours, and the model in the picture is the model they ship to you, because at Chaos Orc Superstore, what you see is what you get. And we're back. Back, 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 back. 
Yes, we are. And it's time for the Toolbox, brought to you by... KSR Superstore. I was going to say, did you forget since the commercial <laughs> break? I just yelled at you. KSR Superstore. KSR Superstore. KSR Superstore. KSR Superstore. Great googly moogly. <laughs> this is go. This is off to a fine how do you do. All right. Great. Goodness. So, listen. Uh, toolbox. Modeling. Gaming. Reading and other. Um... You guys done any? <laughs> okay, since you got back from Adepticon, have you done any modeling? Very little. Yeah, um, I've been uh, uh, spring cleaning the house mostly, so I haven't had a whole lot of modeling done. Okay, but um, Taz and I, when we were at Adepticon, bought into Guild Ball, uh-huh. and yep. I've got our teams pretty much put together for that, and. Uh, that's progress. That's right. progress. Yep. Um, I will. I'm next going. I also bought into the uh, Night Models Marvel Universe game. Oh, okay. So I bought the Avengers uh, starter set. How did I not see that come home? Uh, <laughs> because it was in my bag and you didn't see it. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I bought the Avengers starter set, so I've got to build those. Um, but and then uh, my next uh, AOS project is Scarax. Is coming to bits. Aha. Uh-huh. So I, I have I, another ginormous model I, to paint. I, I popped for him at the Forge World booth at Adepticon and uh Oh, you bought the Forge World one. Scarax oh, thing. Nice. 160 millimeter base. He's he's twice the size of of Scarbrand. Oh, that's fantastic. He's, that is not gonna told, fit in your case. So I I, I told uh Battle Foam custom case. Yeah, yeah I might have, have to, to. I'm at the custom I'm at the buy can do one of the inch high foam, so you may yeah. have to lay them on his side. It'll work. But um I t- so I bought it on Thursday and <laughs> I, I ran into Alex uh Gonzalez and I I showed him I'm like here and he goes he, first thing he looks at me, he goes, Are you bringing that to bits? I went uh, I don't know. He goes, you have to bring, get that painted and bring it to bits. I'm like, all right. It looks like I'm playing it at bits. L- like I said, go. I'm like, guess what? I have another project. Thank God and for I an actually, airbrush. I looked it up uh, <laughs> when I got home from Adepticon. I looked it up and because I, I wanted to see how many points it was. It's actually 20 pool points. Okay. He's he's only 20. I was amazed. That's Con- like a fifth of, or 20% of your army. I mean. But but Archeon's 35. Oh, really? Yeah. He's so he's lucky. Like, he's No. He's he's really not. I mean, well, that big base, I can get a lot of models around him. Yes, you can do a lot of attacks. You can do a lot of attacks, and he's still technically chaos. Um, so he can be hurt by stuff that hurts chaos. However, this is interesting. He's not a demon. Okay. So he doesn't have the chaos demon. So he oh. doesn't have them both. Oh, he's just got chaos. So he's just chaos, chaos, but not demon. All so right. I know there are certain things out there that uh, that he has to be chaos and demon for it to hurt. But he's just okay. chaos. He's not demon, so uh-huh. he won't. He won't get. He won't get shot down. And hopefully, as bad as Scarbrand did. <laughs> 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 but uh, so that's that's pretty much what's up on my plate. I have a bunch of other stuff that needs painting and stuff that I'll be hopefully working on for bits. But for the most part, that's what I have on the on the horizon. So very nice. Yeah. I'm still on the fence about whether or not I. And playing in bits or being staffed for bits. Um, I got to figure out if I play what the list would look like, and uh, and whether or not I can get it done in time. <laughs> so we'll we'll see. I'm still on the fence. If nothing else, I'm happy to hang out for the weekend and help Alex paint judge. <laughs> yeah, somebody's got to get that paint judging done. Oh yeah. Well, on the plus side, 
mean, I'm sorry that Bits has divided itself, but with the way that it has divided itself... It's um, like 40 guys. Exactly. It's, it's like 40 it's people 40 versus, people. you know, 100 some odd people trying to it's paint. It's 20 judge. tables versus eight, you know, 106. Yeah. That, was always, exactly. that was always what we were... Because cra- Luke and I have been staffed for... Um, for bits we paint for judged all every, for, year. All, every year. And it was and so tough to exactly, get everyone judged. Exactly, we're all judged. cramming yeah. in to try and get everything <laughs> yeah. paint judged. It was the last minute, like, running in circles. What table is this guy's army on? Wait, wait, don't put that away! Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. It'll be a lot easier this time. Yeah, no, it definitely will be. So, I'm sure if I... I know, and Alex was pretty cool at the at Adapticon. I, co- I commented to him, I'm like, I might be, I might be you know, staff for you at bits and he look and you know and he looks at me and he goes if you want to play i will be happy to have you as a player if you want to be staff i will be happy to put you to work for for paint judging i definitely only need help with that just do whatever makes you happy <laughs> and and go with that there you go yep uh yeah, i haven't done any more like i still haven't finished what i was doing with my stormcast because because your floor looks fantastic well thank you <laughs> Yeah, I used working on the floor, so that's what I did. Yeah. But um, uh, I got a lot of. I'm I'm excited. I did pick up uh, at Adepticon um, some stuff to get my bases going for my yep. dwarf bases okay. and stuff like that. Um, and I'm just I'm I'm like raring to go. I've just got so much work. I've got like the last month of school going. I got like the last five weeks of school. Yeah, and it's like crunch time, and I'm trying to get everything going and getting everything done and. I mean, dude, I haven't even put out an episode of After Eleanor in like six months. Like, we, and we had like uh, it was a book of short stories, and we haven't gotten through all of it. Yeah, because I'm I'm trying to crank through these last like three books and get everything done. So, mm. it kind of sucks, but that's it. I'm hoping to get some hobbying done this week. Um, and once I can get caught up on my grading, that's the plan. Yeah, I want to get these. I want to get the, all these liberators done. Like, I'm getting close. It's yeah. like the pine. Yeah. I'm looking at them right they're, now. They're, they're looking really close good. to done. They yeah. look nice. They still need all their highlights and stuff, and I want to lighten up the, the inside of the cape even more. I want to try okay. to get it up to white. I'm going these real thin layers like the, the like on yeah. the video. Takes time. And seeing yeah. what I can do. But it's 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 actually, it's, since it's it, I haven't screwed it up yet, so I'm going to keep going. Yay! <laughs> so we'll see what happens. But I'm kind of excited about that. Uh, gaming, all my gaming was at Adepticon. We'll Mine talk too, about that. pretty yeah. much. And then, uh, oh, excuse me. Woo! All right. Um, as far as the reading or the other, you can push the cat off you if you want. The cat has no, he's fine. Get out of there. He's fine. L- Luke just acquired a cat. Yeah. He's dumb. fine. We, we did a little board gaming here and there. Yeah. Um, we, we played Takedo for the first time mm-hmm. with some friends the other night. That was interesting. I played a, a, a game of Roman Bones the other day. Yep. Okay. All taught, right. I taught somebody how to play that, so. That's a good game? I love it. Yeah. I, I absolutely love it. It's one of my favorite board games out right now. Well, they're coming out with a second edition. Sec- just came yep. out. Kickstarter started today, and they funded it in less than an hour and a half. Of course they did. Yep. I yep. know Brian Steele. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, Brian. He, yep. He wrote a lot of the he was, stuff He was that. at Adepticon, man, well, at CMNO Beth. Because he's back with Cool Mini again, I think. Yep. Yep. I know he was yep. really excited about that. Yeah, I bumped into him twice, and he just he just did not have time to talk. He was running around like a madman. <laughs> yeah, he was working like crazy, but he's working and he's happy. And, he's, and I know, like I said, he, I know you said he wrote a lot of the stuff for Rum and Bones. So yep. yeah, yeah, no, did. 
we we dig it. Rum and Bones is a lot of fun. Yeah. And I know Luke and I were watching the video for the Kickstarter, and what they're doing to change the game looks like it's going to be really, really interesting. So they're changing we're excited. some of the mechanics of the game, and it's actually for the better, I think. So. And cool. so, I mean, with the Kickstarter, for your hundred bucks, you get the starter set for both of the new factions. And then, f- what did you say for an extra fifteen bucks? You can you get, get an all upgrade the new pack stuff that upgrades all your current stuff to the new cards. And oh, nice. Yeah. So. It's actually a great deal for 115 bucks to back that Kickstarter. So, cool. yeah, I haven't backed anything lately because I'm so behind in my stuff. Like yeah. I'm actually staying focused and not buying into any more yeah. stuff. I've still got all my Mantic stuff that I bought into that I haven't finished do- building yet. So I'm like, okay, I gotta, I just gotta focus on what I'm doing here. Yeah. I as I say we I I also did a a Kickstarter for Ethereum and more to come on that as we get to gaming because I was staff for them over the weekend at Adepticon and ran a bunch of uh, ran a bunch of demos and things like that for them. Cool. But, um, they actually, interestingly enough, ke- kept the Kickstarter open during Adepticon and hit their last stretch goal with the people that backed it at Adepticon. Oh, cool. Yeah, it was really neat. Nice. So let's see, what else have we got? Uh, just the other. Uh, I'm still listening to the uh, first Formic War series from Orson Scott Card. I got that on audio, Audible. Uh, so I'm listening to Earth of Fire, which is the second book. It's pretty cool. If you like Ender's Game stuff, it's, oh, right. it's more of that okay. stuff. It's Very the, cool. It's the first Formic War, so it's the first time the aliens came to Earth. Um, there's, it's, if you like his stuff, you'll like it. Like, yeah. yeah. It's, it's one of those things. I just listen to his books. And see, it's like it's, I'm just so like dozens of his books. So I'm yeah. just comfortable with his writing style. It's just like putting on a comfortable pair of shoes. Like. I like his stuff. And right, fair I, enough. I like this world, and it just it's it's easy to get into and listen to. I went to see Hardcore Henry. Any oh, good? I not, didn't see that. Not, not really. No. Okay. It, it's okay. It's just like watching someone play Xbox for ninety-five minutes. <laughs> That's what it looks <laughs> really? like to me. All right. Yeah. I mean, it really yeah. is. Okay. And if you don't want spoilers, jump ahead like two minutes. But I don't want to spoil. But okay, like you've seen in the previews, like oh, it's the wife, and then she gives him the thing. But like the bad guy, you've seen the bad guy in the commercials, the yep. guy who's really tall and thin, wearing flashy clothes and with the long, straight white hair with the gl- really bright eyes, like a walking weird Russian anime. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like he comes walking in, and it's like, all right. So Henry's this half robot, half guy that the wife saved after he got hurt, and these guys come in because he's supposed to be a part of their super soldier army, yep. and they want him, but she wants to save him. And Henry, run! And I'm going to get you, Henry. And then, like, like he's asking the guy all these questions, this other guy, because Henry can't talk, of course, because that would ruin the first-person point of view thing. So yeah. his okay. voice modulator hasn't been put in yet. Okay. <laughs> all right. And then, like, the guy reaches out to the guy who he's talking to and puts his hand out and raises his hand up, and the guy goes, flies up into the air, and he's, like, force-choking him. I'm like, wait a minute. The bad guy's telekinetic. He's a Jedi all of a sudden. Like, <laughs> what? He just is. Like, through the whole movie, he just he can't hurt him because he just, like, throws people around, like, with his, his, his waves of hand, and you go flying across the room. And I'm like, wait a minute. Why is this guy? Never explain why he is or who he is or what the hell's going on. Like, and then the movie, you get the, the – it, and if you didn't – when you get to the end of the movie – and you get the whole. This yeah. is what's going. If you didn't see what's coming, if if there was if there was, if the end of the movie was a surprise to you, congratulations, you've now seen a movie. Um, <laughs> because <laughs> 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 it's 
because it's it's nothing new. All I mean, right. Pretty was, formulaic. Yeah. yeah, I was yeah. just, you know what? I figured out what was weird with it because everyone's talking about the weird first person point of view filming thing like that and how it, it didn't make me dizzy or uncomfortable. Here's what it is. And it, I figured it out in the first couple minutes. The lady asks him a question and he nods because he can't talk. And when he nods, the camera moves up and down, so you can see he's nodding. But when yeah. the camera moves up and down, so you can see he's nodding, like the lady moves down in his vision, so he's looking at the ceiling, and then up in his vision, so he's looking at her feet, because he's nodding up and down. Okay, when I nod and I'm looking at you, my eyes stay on you. On you, yeah, yeah. Right? They don't. I'm not looking at my ceiling and then looking at my floor and then looking at my ceiling again when I nod. And the camera does that. And I realize that's all the camera can do. Yeah. But as soon as it does that, it breaks that whole weird illusion. Like it just it can't do what your eyes do. Yeah, but that's like a video game, though. I and get it. When when you but do this like, with a video game, it's exactly how it works. But what happened was as soon as it did that, yeah. where it's not where you're looking, it's when he moves his head to nod, and yeah. that's when his eyes move. Then every time his eyes move, you picture like his head's moving too. So like when the people are talking to him and he just looks away to look at something else, is he just glancing over there? Is his whole head turning away? Like it was just a weird thing, and it was just weird for me maybe. And I like everything. So I actually don't like everything, but I try to find the good in, in everything. Yeah. And, I mean, if you like playing Xbox a lot. Go see it. Sure. Because you know, the was. first person sure. is going to interest you. Yeah. And they were naked. They go into, they go into like, a, a brothel, so there's lots of naked ladies. <laughs> and and then there's a lot of fighting and blood and a lot of blood. Right. And, and more blood. Oh, and then they blow things up and then there's more blood. And then it's just, but it's that. It's watching your Xbox for like 90 minutes. It's like literally, they should have just called it the first person shooter, the movie. Oh, it was just. Because that's pretty much, from what I've seen of it, that's kind of what it is. It's a first person shooter. Yeah. Somebody that they just, well, how would this work as a movie? Well, let's make it. It was was weird. I mean, they they tried to throw in some clever things. I I don't want to completely take everything away from it. It was just pretty, just like, what am I watching? Yeah. Why am I bothering? Yeah. all right, that's that for the for the uh, that's that for the toolbox. I think, unless you guys have anything you want to bring up, no, no, no? pretty much touched on what we've been doing. Yeah. So, all right, fantastic. So when we come back, we're going to talk about a uh, quick overview of uh, Adepticon and kind of the, the cool stuff we saw there before we get into the actual GT stuff. So we'll be right back. Right back. Folks, it's Dave. Are you looking for that special model to add to your army? A monstrous creature or maybe a character model? Something unusual that not everybody else is fielding on their table? Well, then you should check out Mierce Miniatures at MierceMiniatures.com. Their Darklands line is full of some of the most fantastic creature models you'll ever see. And with the success of their recent Kickstarter, those models will be perfect for you to play in their forthcoming Darklands game. So whether you're looking for a new skirmish level game to play with lots of cool monstrous creatures, or you're just looking for that extra special model to add to your existing games line, Mears Miniatures is really worth your time. Check them out at Mears-Miniatures.com and seriously guys, you'll be glad you did. 
back again. Back, back, back. Back, back, back. So, okay, we went to AOS, and um, it was a good time. Yep, Adepticon was great. Yeah. It was a lot of fun, and um, now... I know. I don't know when you guys got there. I didn't get there until like Friday, almost Friday afternoon. Oh, we were there all weekend. Yeah, we were. We got there Thursday mid morning. Yeah. Okay. So now the vendors' room is is just awesome. Now it's it's large enough that they can pretty much have whatever oh, they yeah. want. Yes. Wherever they want, it's yep. not that small room anymore. Well, and it came out into the hallway. Like they had vendors out in in all the hallways yep. too. I oh mean, yeah, they were growing. For the sure. bitch trader was in that huge space there. There's always people just sitting around with a bin. Yeah, yeah. upstairs. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. So, um, lots of cool stuff, though. Lots of cool stuff on there for sale. Lots of cool stuff going around. Um, I did go through and see a couple of demos of some cool new games. Um, I was a little disappointed. Um, I had the VIG bag. Yeah, yes. It came with the coupon for a free Arena Rex model. Mm-hmm. And I went there, and uh, they were. it was Saturday afternoon. They were low on a lot of things. He's like, well, we have this one that we only bring to cons. It's a con exclusive for this army. I'm like, I like that army. I'll take that one. And I brought it, I was showing it to people, and I walked away from the table. Hey, listen, if anyone's listening, and you were in the in the um, the Warhammer Fantasy, like around the Age of Sigmar tables on Saturday night, um, I don't know what time exactly. Um, it was obviously sometime before the vendor hall closed or after that. Uh, I went in the vendor hall closed in the afternoon. Uh, apparently, I just left it sitting there on the table. Like, I was passing around, people were looking at it, and then I got a phone call, and I went out in the hall to take the call, and I totally forgot about it. So if you found an Arena Rex uh, figure, a female figure, um, just sitting on the tables and you didn't know who it was, hey, that might have been mine. So if you got it and you were looking for someone who who lost their model, you can always contact me at david at garagehammer.net. Because <laughs> I'm just all pissed off that I lost that model because that game was really awesome. and It's a con exclusive, and I was like, damn it, I lost my model. It's my own fault. I just left it sitting there. People were all looking at it, and I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll phone call. And then... <laughs> Totally forgot about it. It happens when you're out. It does. Doing yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Um, if it helps, Vendor Hall closes, closed around 6. Yeah, and I went pretty much just before it closed because we finished playing at, I think, like 5 on Saturday. Yeah. yeah. And I went in there right before we could, and I went and grabbed it and then came back after the gaming. So that have been sometime after that. But whatever. I mean, it's not a big deal. The Arena Rex game does look really cool, though. I really enjoyed seeing that. I actually didn't that. get a chance to demo that one. So. Oh, you actually played it? I didn't. Oh, you no, didn't. I said I didn't have a chance. Oh no, dude! There were so many people around it constantly. It was hard to find, hard to get demos for some stuff over that weekend because everything was always full. Well, they only had the one demo. Yeah. Table for it. Now, did you see they had that really nice, the the like arena? The yeah, the little coliseum. It was really kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. That it was, was really that nice. was really cool. So I was looking at it, and they had you know the coliseum. They had all the little stuff built into the floor and stuff like that. Uh, that's a Playmobil set. I know you're. T- I remember <laughs> you telling me about that at, at over that's the weekend. Yeah. I told you guys that some guys looked for it on eBay because it's like, I don't know if it's out of print or what, but that's like like if you go find it on Amazon, it's like three hundred bucks. Yeah, and they were looking for it on eBay, and they can sell them for like between like eighty and a hundred bucks. <laughs> and you just paint them over, cover you know, prime them, and get take away all the primary colors and paint it up to look like a real. And it's like, oh wow, this kind of looks like a real Coliseum. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yep. Yeah. So I was like, that's so cool. And then, <laughs> Hilarious. But it's like, it is it's like gladi- gladiator combat. But, and there's like four different factions. Yep. And you get three to five guys. And, cool. This is pretty yeah. cool. Um, it's a really small small number of models, which is always cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Grant volunteered to be the uh, Infinity Game Master. demoer all weekend. Yep. 
which was fun. Do we know? Do they have a title for their game volunteers? Do we know what it is? Uh, yeah, Grant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have no idea. Um, well, I don't know what you. Because yeah. I know Fantasy Flight has their flight crew, and the Guild Ball guys have their pundits. Oh really? Pun- yep. And and by the way, so I was volunteering most of the weekend as well for the Anvil Eight guys for the Ethereum game, and I actually got dubbed the first hacktivist. My my title as a volunteer for the Ethereum is is I'm a hacktivist. Oh, nice. What the heck is Ethereum anyway? So Ethereum is it's kind of like the Matrix almost in a board slash miniatures game. Okay. Um, if you walked by the booth, it's the game that comes with the big blue mouse pad mat and the tiles on it okay and so you are playing programs in this computer universe that are represented by your models and they go on the tiles which are the safe place in this universe you can use the resources that your models and the uh, tiles create to actually move the board around so you can move all of the different tiles they can shift around they can rotate um, and so your board game is not s- your game is not static, nor is it the same any time you play. So the tiles are safe. The, the blue mat is lava. The blue correct. Pretty much. The, okay. The the blue the they blue mat is the called quantum, quantum noise. noise. Yep. And if you get shoved out into it, and there are certain units that can do that, you either take damage, or depending on what you roll on the dice, there's it's a the the dice are custom d12s. They've got uh, custom symbols on them. One of the symbols is a skull, and it's called a crash. If you get shoved out into the quantum noise and roll a crash, you get deleted immediately. Oh my goodness! It's like Tron. Uh huh. Yep. Absolutely. When I when I first played it, I kind of looked at it and I got it from the game, and I was like, "This feels a lot like Matrix meets Inception." G- give or take, being able to change things yeah. within the game and change how the tiles function and rotate tiles and move tiles, and it feels very much like, you know, you're you're in a little like Tron. A, a little like Tron in that you ha- you're playing in a, gi- a digital world essentially. It, it's a pretty quick pickup game. The guy the guys that uh, wrote it wrote it with a beer and pretzels kind of theme in mind, and you can park it on a table and play. You know, a game runs about an hour, give or take, even if you're playing a full game. And I mean, I if if you played any variety of miniatures game, okay, you've got a card that tells you what to do. You've got a certain amount of actions. And, you know, you take your actions and you spend your activation points. It's called CS in this case, uh, cycle speed. And you spend your cycle speed on your movement and or your actions. And and you move around the board. And there's a handful of different scenarios. So you could be playing a capture the flag type of scenario. Or you could be playing, a, a, you know, a king of the hill type of scenario. But you, you pick a different scenario and you play based on that. Cool. Yeah. They actually ran an event over the weekend as well, they just did a Kickstarter recently where they kickstarted their third faction called Ikaru, and uh, that uh, Kickstarter actually finished funding fully at Adepticon. There were guys that people that bought in to the Kickstarter that they kept open through Adepticon, and it and it finished. It was fully funded. I'm sorry. It um it finished their last stretch goal by the people that bought in at Adepticon. So they were running a storyline arc. Um, with House Ikaru 
um, versus one of the other existing houses that actually was to determine the fate of one of the existing characters in the game. But because they ran three days and it, the third day split, they're now continuing said story arc at Gen Con because they did not get a concise, a concise result as to whether or not the characters are going to get killed off. Do you remember when GW used to do that, Dave? No. Stuff like that. Storm of Chaos? I came in right after Storm of Chaos. Oh, did you? I came in right as 7th edition was yeah. starting. Yeah. I remember Storm of Chaos playing games and having it impact the universe and having to record yeah, I heard it. all about it. And I was like, <laughs> I, I came in right as all that stuff had ended. So yeah. like, I never really knew it. Yeah. So now when things happen, like Games Workshop shows up at the South Coast... Uh, South Coast GT to yep. cover it. Yeah. It's like, oh, wow. Like, that's awesome. Because <laughs> they're doing stuff with the community. It's It's kind of weird. Like... I know that the haters are like, oh, it's about time they're doing things that everybody else is doing. <laughs> you get so excited just because they're acting like human beings. <laughs> but I'm just like, you know what? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> like, okay, the, you know what? They weren't doing it, and now they're doing it again, and we're happy they're doing it, and we're just, happy. Just be happy. By the way, they showed up at South Coast GT, and they covered it the, like the whole weekend. Yeah. Like Games Workshop was there covering that stuff, and they should. Oh, yes. right. Because this is what they did. They said, listen, we put out this game, and it's really fun to play in your basement. doesn't really work for tournaments unless you make it work. And these guys made, it, made work, it work, and they made yeah. it work really well. Yep. Well enough where Games Workshop felt like we can go there, and we can look at like the, the rules that they put in place and all the stuff they've done. We can promote this, and it's not anything that actually threatens their game or makes them worried or yep. makes them feel like, like they're there promoting it. Like they did that good of a job. Yep. And God bless them, because I couldn't have figured all that crap out. <laughs> and I wouldn't have cared. I'd just been here blabbering in my basement. Hey, Luke, come on over Tuesday. We'll have a game, and then we'll yap on it on the radio. Okay. You know, like, so it's just, it's really cool. I'm glad that they're they're out there, and they're, and they're looking at that stuff, and they're doing it. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited about that. Um but that's just me. I'm just totally rambling now. <laughs> what else? Is th- what other stuff? Before we take a quick break and come back and talk about, well, I guess we could talk about, uh, I guess, a little bit about the GT. Yeah. Now, Alex had it set up. It was nice. It was, uh, now he was doing the, the SDK, the points. Yeah. And I'm not a fan of points. And it- uh, uh, the, like the day Adepticon was starting, the SDK guy's like, yeah, we're done. Points don't work in this anymore. Yeah. Well, uh, and I know Alex was saying because they had to make the call, you know, a month, a couple of months beforehand, and they were kind of on the fence because nothing was getting updated. Right. They were having SDK. trouble with the update uh, with the updates on SDK. There was a bunch of stuff on SDK that there just wasn't enough information on. So he went the other way, or he went uh, the other uh, way for bits. with the pools. Yeah. He, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and the thing is, like I said, I think in their own statement, they just basically said with all the different synergy based stuff. Yep. It's you can't it, numerically you can't point it out. Yeah, and you know what? It it it's kind of weird because it kind of makes sense that way because you could say, um, I know Alex. In fact, Alex Gonzalez said to, to us, he goes, you know, ten go- night goblins are a point, ten saurus are a point, ten goblins are not worth ten saurus. Yeah, correct. Nobody takes ten night goblins. No, you take forty. You take forty, and you pay the four points for the forty. And the bonuses they give themselves yes. make them way worth the four points, yep. the one point per ten. Yep. Totally worth it yep. in the context of their different and, synergies. And 40 Night Goblins versus 20 Saurus. Well, it would be 40 because Saurus are 10 for one, aren't they? Or did they change that a little um, bit? Maybe they're 10 for 1.5 now, so that would be still like 30 Saurus. But still, you're, 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 point-wise, you're, look, you're getting... 
the goblins with the nets and with the cool stuff. Oh, I learned about netters over the with, oh, <laughs> over yeah. that on that tournament. Oh, I geez. learned about netters. The netters. Those are not real fun. No, those are good. And you know when you get enough of <laughs> those fanatics. night goblins. Oh, fanatics. Because uh, what do the night goblins do when you get like thirty or forty of them in a unit? I, I think, think thirty plus in a one. unit. Plus yeah, one to hit. Yeah, they wind up like hitting and on hitting and wounding on threes. Yeah, they're kind of just like blood letters. Blood letters when you have yeah. 20, 20 or more, you're two plus to hit essentially because you have a mob of blood letters. Yeah, zombies. So I think zombies. I got to get like thirty or forty. Yeah, in the zombies unit. work the same way. And I think then you put a corpse card next to it and it's hitting on twos, wounded on threes. Yeah, it's like, I'll take that. Yeah, you know. I, I think I do the same with dryads, actually. Um, but I yes. ha- I, in my case, it's only 12, which is kind of frightening. Yeah, you got to get a certain amount. You get bonuses. So, And I see what they're saying. With all the different synergies, it's hard to assign a points value because, yes, they're worth this much here. But if I pair them with those guys, it's worth other. Yeah. It's, it's different. Yeah. I think it's easier. I think the pool choices just make it easier to point that stuff out. Right. And I have, and I have like I said, I have fun with the pool choices because I like the whole – of sort of playing that game in the beginning, looking at what he's putting out, putting out what I've got, trying yep. to figure out what's going on, placing out my models, having that backup. That was one of my big screw-ups, where the night before I had to redo my whole list was because I totally screwed up. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, but, yeah, I totally screwed up my list because I went from pool choice to the SDK. Yeah. Oh, suck. And I wasn't thinking. And what I did was I just converted my whole list to SDK and then moved some of the points over into my summoning pool. Okay. And I just moved point. I wasn't even thinking about it. I just moved stuff over because I was still thinking as this is what my, you know, because even when before when we were doing using Clash Comp, I, I, you know, it was choose 20 and or choose 30 and play 20. Play 20, yeah. I always played the same 20. Like I had a list that I liked and I had the extra 10 in case. Yeah. But the in case never really showed up. Like I almost never went into that. So it was like, this is my main army, and this is my backup pool. Yep. And yep. when I split it into the summoning pool, I was still thinking of it as a choice pool. Yeah. So, like, I realized the night before at about, like, 1 in the morning as I'm packing everything up, wait, you can't summon a corpse cart. That can't <laughs> be in my summoning pool. <laughs> You can't summon Vargas either. What the hell is with my list? And I went, I was like, oh, for crap's sake. So I had to take everything out of the box. I had to go upstairs, sit down on the computer, and be like, take this out, take this out, take this out. Do I want to put it back in the main list? Not forget it. Change the list. Blip, 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 blip. Oh, Lordy. Oh, so dumb. I'm dumb as hair. I swear to God. Um, but, yeah, so that's what happened. But so... You know, he chose that the SDK, and it was it, like I said, I, I'll play any system until we sort of agree on one. Yeah, I don't mind different systems. Um, I wouldn't mind horribly if like if people agreed on a basic comp, at least for the points for things. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, one of the things I that I do like, and I heard other people mentioning it too, is you know, like in this book, we talked about those time of war scenarios. Yeah, is that if if you you know, hey, we're going to use the South Coast GT pools. And their general rules, but these are the time of war for our, for this, for for this for this weekend. This is the battle we're fighting in this story. This is the extra rules. I like these yeah. are the changes, and that way people can still have this basic idea for this pool choices yeah. going with that. I kind of like that. Now, if you don't want to go with it, go. I'm just saying there's no need to reinvent the wheel for every tournament. And Agreed. For this game, you, you almost kind of have to reinvent the wheel if you're like, well, I'm going to go with my own comp system. Yeah. Because without points, you can't just be like, well, 
you can only take two of this or you can't have that. It's not like before in the comp where you can just limit certain things yeah. or say only so many points or so many things to a certain – you kind of had to reinvent the wheel. Yeah. And so as much as you don't want to see everybody just play – just like everyone playing Clash Comp in the beginning, it got a little stale. Yep. Um, you know, if you're going to play tournament-wise – and the, the funny thing is this whole conversation is tournament-wise, and I go to like three a year. <laughs> so like as long as it's not the exact same scenarios, I'm just yeah. like, yeah, it's all new to me. And I don't think it'll ever be the and same And in the basement, scenarios. even if you're using their comp because you just want to have something to pick – Yeah. You know, go down, download the pool choices, and then you're still using the scenarios. Yeah. Like I said, if we're playing down here, we're using scenarios from these books. I've only got five, six dozen for, scenarios down here. For me, all the pool choices are there for is to balance to balance an army. It's it's so people can't so at least show up and go. Here are my eight blood letters. Well, you can. Uh, but you can do that, yes. But at least this way, we feel like when we show up, we're gonna have something similar. Every to army's going to be have some, yeah, something be in some sort of a similar range. Yes. It's not necessarily going to be. We all know no. that. Right. Yeah. It's, but it's, it, at least it's a feeling of, hey, I know at least I'm bringing something yeah. like that. I mean, but I know that there's times, even now with Kira, with what she just got this this gift. We, this just came to We're going to talk about that a little later. But, um, in fact, Kira wants to come on before she goes to bed and say thank you. So, mm. <laughs> But um, I just said, look, I'll just... Look at what you have, and I'll find something that seems fair to play against it. Yeah. And if it's totally unfair to play against it, then we'll change it. And Harrison's like, ah, ogres, that's the easy button. Just push. I'm like, shut <laughs> up, you. And They're Kira, actually not, though. Kira wants to play, and I'm like, you know what, Harrison? I could practice with my Stormcast with the stuff I want to practice, and you could teach Kira. Yeah. Like, you could be on her side, play against me, and teach her and let her do stuff. And you, if it's so easy, then you should be able to whoop me, right? You should just show <laughs> how easy it is to whoop me. Yeah. And he's like, well, you know, but maybe. I'm like, oh, come on. You said they were the easy button. And he's like, I don't know if I want to. It's it's almost like cheating. I don't like to be a cheater. <laughs> like he's totally backing out. I'm like, you snake. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, like I said, all that stuff that's going on. But that's basically what it was. It was uh, 1,800 1, points, and then you could It was 1,800 points, and then up to 750 in a summoning pool. Well, you can only summon one unit per turn. One unit per turn, and you had to wait. And any models that, like, you could also you could like resummon onto the board, like your zombies, uh-huh. could could only come out of the summoning pool. Right. So, like, I had 30 bloodletters, and I was to summon, and then I had some ba- as backup in case I got a one on the core-drenched icon. I had some I had some bats and then I took two units of hex race and two units of skeletons. Uh-huh. So that way, if I rolled the really high number and you could pull out double, yeah, I had I had it all there. You had it all there. Yeah, that's. I kinda... just so and I'll, let me tell you something. Four games, I got to summon hex race. Nice. Three of the four games, I rolled enough to summon up the double batch. Nice. The Nice. So that was kind of awesome. Nice. But it was like that was the one thing I did right when I looked at that. I said, "Well, I guess I'm going to have to take yeah. two units. So if I do I, roll high, I got twenty it's in there legal to pull out. I yeah. got a, I got an eleven, and I got, or I'm sorry, a ten, and I got uh, ten plus. Got twenty blood letters once in one game. Right. And so you have to have that in your summoning pool. Yep. So I had two units of ten skeletons yep. and two units of five, five hexes. Yep. So if I rolled high enough for the twenty, I could just take them all. Yeah. So yeah, I did the same thing you did. So. All right, um, and then we had some games, and every game had a scenario. Yep. And uh, the scenarios, 
I thought were pretty good. I thought scenarios were very good. I thought um, they were all well balanced. Um, pretty balanced. Um, a couple of them I had no chance to win. One was my fault, and one just was a weird. I think it was a bit of an odd scenario. The last one. No, not the not last, the last one. one. No, I thought the last like one was a little weird, but um, no, there was a weird one, but that was. Are you it. maybe the? The one with the messenger. That was what I was going to ask. Was you guys talked about the one with the messenger. Where you quite had a bit. to get across the board. You had yeah. One was the attacker. One was the defender. And oh, the guy no. had to get the messenger across oh, the board. Oh, the messenger. No, that was fun. I almost won that one. I screwed that one up. I should have won that one. Yeah. I should have won that one. <laughs> Greg Dupuis. Oh, <laughs> you're so lucky. You <laughs> son of a gun. Because I, oh, I, I, I'll tell you how I screwed that up. Uh, I totally should have won that. I had it. I had it. Uh, but um, you know what? Let's take a break, and when okay. we come back, we'll talk about our games and sure. the scenarios and stuff like that. So we'll be back, folks. Sure. Unique Gifts and Games in Grays Lake, Illinois is the one-stop shop for all your gaming needs. They carry anything your favorite gamer may want. Board games, collectible card games, miniature-based games, and all your hobby gaming supplies are there, as well as books, charms, incense, crystals, and other unique gifts. UGG has it all. Come into the store and ask about their frequent buyers program, or check out their gaming and events calendars in-store or online. From Tuesday night War Machine and Thursday Board Game Night to Friday Night Magic, there's always something going on at Unique Gifts and Games in Gray's Lake. Check them out on the web at uniquegg.com. Okay, and we're back. And um, before we start talking about AOS, um, I wanted to play one little quick thing here. I wanted to play this voicemail. It's short. It's like 49 seconds. Um, this was from a couple of episodes ago, but I never got to play it because uh, I wanted to say a little thank you here. And Kira, my daughter, wants to say a little thank you before she goes to bed. So I wanted to listen to this real quick. Hey, David. Uh, it's Michael Hicks here. I'm down in uh, Georgia. been listening to your show for quite some time. heard your daughter was wanting to play some ogres. Uh, since AOS came out, I still play. still play my dwarves, but figured it was time to pick up some new armies and been working on Stormcast. And my ogres are just sitting on the shelf. I don't have a lot of them, but uh, give me a contact, and I'll be glad to uh, ship those to you so that she can give them a use. They might as well get a tabletop. Uh, get, get a hold of me. Be glad to take care of the girl and get her playing the game. Have a great one. Bye. All right. So that was from Michael Hicks. He sent me that email a few weeks ago, and I, I sent him a message back. And he did indeed send um, an ogre army down here. Here, Luke, take a look at this. This showed up in the mail today. Wow. From Michael Hicks. He just gave that to, to for me and Kira so she can start playing. So I've got just it's a- painted and everything. At least yeah. most of it is. Yeah. And Kira's like- 
I wanted them to be pinker. Like I'm like, you're not repainting any of that stuff. You could paint the unpainted stuff first. There's unpainted stuff in there, and some of them are purple. But that's pretty cool. And I've got a couple of gorgers, and I think I got a couple of the guys with the cannons in their arms left still in my stuff. So she's got a few other things she can paint. But uh, Kira's 10, and that she's excited to play. She wants to start playing with this. So actually, Kira's here, and for the first time, she's going to come on the air because she wants to say thank you to Mr. Hicks herself. So, Kira, go right ahead. I'd like to say thank you for giving Closer. me the ogres. Uh, I'd like to say thank you for give, for him to give me the ogres. Thank you. Anything else? No. No? no. You don't want to say how much you like them or how cool they are or anything? I love them. You love them? You just wish you wish the handles, the grips were in screamer pink, right? That's what you were telling me. Yeah. So if you paint, when you paint the other ones yourself, what, which one are you going to paint first? You said you wanted to paint some. Which one did you? you which one of the guys did you want to paint first? You said the fire breathing one. The fire belly. Mm-hmm. What are you going to paint like with that one? Get right on the mic. I don't know. You don't know yet. No, I don't. Okay, but his handle on his weapon is going to be screamer pink, right? That's the one thing you know. Yes. Okay. So when you play your first game, you're going to come on and tell people how you did? No. Okay. <laughs> okay. But she wanted to come on. She, she asked if she could come on and thank him herself. So now you are on the show. Welcome, you're Kira. Immortalized thank on you. tape. All right. Mm-hmm. So um, you can give Luke his headphones back. And um, then you can head on upstairs. Good night, Kira. Good night. All right, so total sidetrack, but she wanted to thank them, and she's going to bed in a little while, probably before we're done, so she wanted to say thank you. That's awesome. Yeah. I, there's, dude, there's a lot of stuff here. There's, that's a yeah. decent amount of models. There's a half a dozen Warnfang and a bunch of the guys holding cannons, and there's about that's, a dozen bulls and you've about got, a dozen lead belchers. And you've got a dozen lead belchers. You've got probably a dozen iron guts. Yeah, a dozen iron guts, oh dozen, my God. at least a dozen bulls. And you have a, a you have a uh, a fire belly, a butcher, a, a couple of butchers, a, yeah, a tyrant. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you. She's got a quite a. She's got a good mix of stuff there. Yeah. So like I said, I'll just figure out how much how many pool choices it's worth. Find Perfect. something with uh, my stormcast, and we'll go head to head. And like I said, Harrison will help her out. So mm-hmm. if it's the easy button, he should smash me. <laughs> Of course, he'll feel good because I'm going to be playing against Kira, so it's not like I'm going to be like, all right, bring it, kid. <laughs> right. So y- You want her to have fun. Yeah, exactly. Her first exactly. couple go around, so you're not going to crush her. No. Exactly. So, but um, she's very excited. Like, when we were opening it, she was looking at it, and she was so excited. <laughs> and then she was just like, Daddy, I don't like this skin color. We need to repaint these. I'm like, we are not repainting anything. These are nice. Like, you don't know what you're talking about. She's like, ogres are green. She's like, oh, this blue skin, this blue skin one's okay, but these gray and white, ogres don't look gray and white, Daddy. <laughs> and I'm like, listen, don't be ungrateful. She's like, no, they're really pretty, but they're gray and white. I'm like, well, I tell you what, you paint all the ones that haven't been painted, and then we'll discuss yes. you repainting the other yeah. ones. Right. If, she, if that's what she wants to do, and they're hers. I'm certain. I'm certain. That's Mr. Awesome. Hicks has no issue. Oh, I'm sure. I, I also tell her, dude, these are actually really nice. I'm just gonna pick the ones that aren't quite finished <laughs> yeah. and see if she wants to do the skin on those. See if she gets bored with it. Like I'm not going down to stripping any models. And no. if it comes down to that, it's going like a one at a time jobber. <laughs> right. Make sure you want to paint this damn thing. These things are nice. Because I looked at them like these banners are amazing. Like if you think you're you're repainting these banners with no. some of my little pony nonsense, you're crazy. <laughs> Uh, forget about it. But so, uh, my, all right. p- my pony, my little pony ogre army would be so awesome <laughs> and so funny. Oh, that would Lordy. be just no, amazing. They'd be my little bronies. 
I saw some of those at Gen Con. You could do all these ogres up. You just have to give them a little more hair, like a like a mullet, and then put them in like like coveralls. Yeah, I was say they need multicolored yep. coveralls with, yeah. with like with like uh, tie dye shirts and stuff like that. <laughs> I've seen those. That would be flipping amazing. And, and rainbow <laughs> rainbow hair. The ogre bronies. That would be. <laughs> oh God! Fun. I ain't doing that army. I'm not doing that army. <laughs> all right, so we're at Adepticon, and first game, I got to play against Dan Heelan. Which was awesome. Nice. It was so much fun. Um, he's really great, and he beat me. Um, this was partly my fault. At first, I thought it was the scenario, and then I realized it was partly my fault. Mm. Um, I never play any heroes that aren't like vampires or necromancers. Yeah. Um, and so, as I was rolling down the list, I literally went, and part of the rules for this is you can only have four heroes. If your hero also had the keyword monster, that counted as two hero slots. Yep. And you can only have two wizards total. Yep. So I had Manfred, which was a hero monster and a wizard. And a wizard. So that was two hero slots and, and one a wizard. wizard slot. Right. And then I took um I took a necromancer. Who's a hero wizard. Who, who's a hero wizard. So I was like, well, that's three heroes in both of my wizards. And I'm like, well, I can't take anything else because there's no other. Well, I, Everything else is a wizard. And I totally wasn't even thinking about how they moved like ghouls and yeah. that stuff, or not ghouls, but uh, you know, tomb banshees and yeah. those things over to hero slots. Yep. Oh. Uh, or uh, the White King. The White King's hero. Is a hero, yeah. So I didn't even think about those guys, so I didn't take them. Like, so you I only had two heroes. Yeah. So the first scenario, they had three spots, and it was take them, and you get points for being on the spots every turn. Two. Uh, They're your flags, one on each side. And the one in the center. There wasn't a center one. They came around and they gave you one. At the beginning of that the game. That was the game. was that a point to hold? I thought that no, I thought that was just where to mark the center of the table. Oh, I thought that was the point to hold as well. No, I thought the nexuses were just on either end. Oh. Well, we were playing that there were three. Oh, I I may have read that wrong. Oh, well either way, I was like, <laughs> I've only got two. Like yeah. so like I can't yeah. hold that many. And uh, okay, here's my beef was and that was wasn't my was I he had more guys than I did, so he basically ran in and took them all right away. Yeah. Uh, and my necromancer was on foot. So like he was in the back with his six up armor save. He's like, he ain't taking nothing. So yeah. it was like all up to Manfred. Oh, who geez. basically ran in and started killing stuff. And I'd never played Manfred before. Manfred's awesome. Yeah. Uh, but Manfred couldn't do it alone. And once Manfred died, I was like, You've won the scenario. Like yeah. I can't win right. I, I can't win the scenario. He has all his characters. I have one left who can't anything i'm mm. like so i mean he won yeah. he won that scenario pretty handily he had me beat um i think i learned and we'll, when we get to the end with about the learning thing um uh, i learned a point of gaming etiquette that i never ever thought about until today until the other day so i wanted to bring that up uh, at the end under the things we okay. learned column All right. i really had a great time playing with with dan Heelan, and i hope he had a good time playing with me but i worry that i might have unwittingly uh and I don't know if it's tournament etiquette so much. It's just something that I feel like I might have done better to give him a have have a better yeah. game. But we did have a fun time. It was nice to play him. Um, they were going to come on the show and record, actually. Uh, uh -huh. But we were going to do it Saturday night after we finished. And they had signed up for a painting class at like 10 yeah. p.m. Yep. Okay. And because they had done that, and I mean, hey, you know, sign up for I don't sign up for late night painting classes anymore because <laughs> I started passing out during them. Oh, they were God. Not, you know, I was tired yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah. Um. But it was like either we could stay behind, order pizza, and record just the three of us, 
and just hang out, just the three of us, and yeah. then they can go to their class. Or we could go out with everybody who was going out to eat. Yep. With the whole big group, and you could see everybody and hang out with oh, people. Everybody, yeah. Right. And I said, you know what? My show's not the worth missing the, miss, the yeah. whole. Go, go see everybody, yeah. Yeah, like. Yeah, because they were totally willing. Like, dude, we promised you, we'll we'll happily do that. We like pizza, we like hanging out with you. Like, they were willing to do it. Yeah, and I would have loved to have had them on, but it's like, no, we should go out and do, do stuff. stuff. Yeah, like, if we're sitting, oh, yeah, it, if we're missing parts how, of the con, they're from England. About how the, often do exactly. they get over here to see everybody I'm from like, the community? No, we should really go. <laughs> and I kind of had to twist their arm a little bit because they were worried about getting back on time. I'm like, look, we'll drive separate the three of us. When we got in there, I was kind of hassling the waitress. I'm like, could you just put the three of our orders in separate and get that three to us? Yeah. So that because we did leave a little before everybody else, not much, but a little before everybody else to make sure they got back on time to get to their seminar. Yep. And uh, you know, I just wanted to make sure that they got to where they needed to be, and we still got to go out and have a good time. Yeah. I did have a fun game with him though, and man, he knows his army, and he knows what he's doing, and he yeah. is really fun to play with because he's on. He's he's sharp. He's yeah. on on the ball but he still likes he's, he's you know he's still joking around and having a good time so that was great i don't know how you did on your first game with my that first scenario. game i actually only lost five points or five points to four so I only, I only lost the primary by one point oh and as with mo- every game i played that weekend um every game came down to like it was either a draw from the very beginning or it came down to the very end this was one of the ones that came down to the end because so Last round, he's got two heroes, two wizards on one point. I've got one, my wizard on one one point. And if I can kill both his wizards, I get two points for those, and then I get one more, uh, I get another point over here, I win. Okay. So I shot everything I had. I shot flamers at the wizards. I shot a hell cannon at the wizards and left... I wasn't able to kill either of them, so that was kind of. They won't die. They were as uh, I played Matt. (laughs) I played Matt Holcomb, uh, his dwarfs in the first round, and he was he was a one dayer, so we only played on Saturday. Oh, that's something we didn't mention. That it was three three games the first day and two games the second day. You could sign up for just one one day. day, Yeah. Now at the end of the first day, Alex said, "You're more than welcome to just pay the difference, difference, and and you can play the second day." Yeah. Now we had forty people signed up for. For the for one day, yeah, we had thirty four day two, so only six people. Only six people. He was one of the ones I think that uh, decided not to play on day two. Decided but, not to play, but but anyway. So, uh, as he called them, his old men who wouldn't die, and that's <laughs> okay. exactly what it was because I couldn't kill them, and if I kill them at the end, I win the primary and I win the scenario. So. It was very close, a very close game. Um, that's also the game that I like to. T- uh, I, I coined it's um, how I come, to, how I came to uh, hate the flame cannon. Okay, because he took a flame cannon and proceeded within two turns to roast Scarbrand alive. Oh boy! Because Scarbrand has the way you kill Scarbrand is you hit him with mortal wounds because he's got nothing to. Right, a lot save of people, himself yeah. against mortal wounds. So if you can mortal wound him to death. You'll do that. And he did that with his flame cannon, and I think he shot me with a cannon. I, I think that was the theme of your weekend. Kill Scarbrand. It was. He died in every game but one. <laughs> well, but That's good. I can't, I really came to understand what a flame cannon does, and I'm glad that it's a legacy model. <laughs> and it doesn't <laughs> exist anymore. Um, so if I see one at They're bits, awesome. it'll be on, the only one I see at bits. So, yep. But, you know, people can say that about me and my hell cannon, too. So, but... All right, so yeah, second scenario, I played against Travis Winter, who I've seen Travis at a whole bunch of things. I see him every year at Gen Con. Yeah. He's at the booth. 
And um, he's the guy who introduced me to Gloom, the game, which uh, is awesome. Yeah. Um, but this is the game where you had to take and put influence tokens on, on pieces the, of on terrain. The terrain. And the first person to get to six or to get all theirs out and win by two won the scenario. Yeah, after the end of the first first, went, first round, I think, yeah. So um, you had to win by, yeah, had to get them done. You only had six influence markers, so yep. you couldn't put down more than that. Correct. And this is a fun game. I mean, you had secondary and tertiary objectives in every game. Yeah. Uh, they came from the list. Yep. Uh, and that was a big thing. Was you could it was a win loss draw was seven, five and three or win was seven, seven draw was five, five loss losses three. three and then four for the secondary two for the tertiary. So you could win the scenario and get seven. Um, uh, you can uh, but the secondary and tertiary were six, six combined. Combined. Yeah. So uh, you could actually lose, get your three and get the other scenarios and wind up with nine. Yeah. And then your opponent win the main scenario, and that's it. Like yep. if he just focuses on that and nothing else, he can wind up with only seven points. So that you had to kind of focus on everything. Yeah, um, that was my one. <laughs> that was my one win for the weekend. Oh, nice. Yeah, um, I managed to luckily pull ahead of, of Travis. Um, I managed to get in there and uh, I held up his guys long enough when they were trying to get rid of one of my tokens. Yep, that they couldn't put theirs down. And it was six to five. Yeah. And all I had to do was once that once they placed the sixth, I moved over to a piece of terrain he wasn't at anymore. Yeah. Touched the piece, took it off, and and I won that game. Um, and once again, a lot of the secondary stuff was you know take a piece of terrain. It was it was, it was stuff the from stuff the from the from the the four pages of rules. Yeah. Blunt assassinate. assassinate uh, seize ground. Yeah, uh, which is the endure. and endure, which you just have to have somebody alive. Which whenever you can pick, we always pick endure. endure. It seemed like everyone was picking endure because if you could pick your own scenario because just yeah. have something, have a model yep. alive at the end of the game. Yeah, yeah. I think if they wanted to to make that a little bit more challenging, you just say you have to have, you have to either you have to pick a model or have a model from a unit alive, or just a unit, or just a unit, just yeah. like the opposite of blunt. Where yeah. blunt, they pick something that they have to kill. Kill you, you endure. You have to keep alive. You have to keep it. at least one model from that unit has to be alive at the end of the game. Yeah. So no, you can hide it, or they can focus yep. on it. Yep. But that whole just the whole army thing made it a little easy. Yeah. Uh, and then the end of the first day, uh, round three was the messenger. Yep. Now the messenger was a crazy scenario. One person. Can I can I just quickly say something yeah. about my oh, second sure. my second oh, game? I'm sorry. Yeah. With Joe. Um, I Joe Giro. So Joe I was Giroux. playing Greg Dupuis, the and nice, I was playing the nice Joe Giro half, and you were playing Joe Giro. And okay. I liked I Joe's a great guy. It, oh yeah. He he after the game is when he finally recognized me from Mitts. Okay. He didn't. He, I I knew he kind of had an idea of who I was, but then he finally I think at the end figured out. Oh, you you work Mitts. I'm like, yeah, I worked it for the last five years. Oh yeah, that's where I know you from. It was funny. So ha- towards the end of the game. You know, I shoot my Hell Cannon, and it, the funny, funniest thing is he's got two of them. He, he was rocking two Hell Cannons. He, in the team tournament the day before, he and uh, I think Greg was his partner, had three Hell Cannons. And I go, okay, I'm going to shoot over there. And he goes, how are you going to shoot that? You have no sight. I said, Hell Cannons don't need line of sight. He looks at me, and I'm going to para- I'm, I'm paraphrase. He goes, BS, show me. So I pull, up, I pull up the War Scroll, and I show him. And he looks at me, and he shakes my hand. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, thank you for teaching me that. He didn't know that. He had no idea that Hell Cannons did not need line of sight. It happens. It hey, happens. Dude, people make mistakes on the rules all the <laughs> right, time. Right. I know, but I just thought it was so funny 
Because yep. he was that was like the best thing of his of his day of his day. Oh, that I know. Day. I I met you later in the day and yep. bumped into you and Joe again, yep. and he again was reiterating, <laughs> "Oh my God, this dude taught me that the uh, <laughs> the hell cannon doesn't need line of sight." sight. Like but, that was all he had to but say. But that was about a real you. fun game, and I really I really enjoyed playing Joe. I gave him a five on his sportsmanship. I really enjoyed playing Joe because it was so such a relaxing game. I didn't even care if I lost. I just didn't. It, he made it so fun, and he actually helped me not lose because he made me aware that, hey, I have four of my, I have five or six, I have all six of mine out. You need to get them out on the board, or at the end of the round, I win. I'm like, oh yeah, thank you. <laughs> so I made I made sure I got uh, I had five on the board by the end. So uh, we ended up drawing, which was awesome. Um, but yeah, that was just an overall fun game with Joe, and I look forward to playing him again, or at least seeing him again at bits. So, well, when I went up on game uh, three, and I'm playing against Greg. Yeah, I played against Greg more than anybody else. And <laughs> like, if you total up all my tournament games, yeah. that's who I was playing more than anybody. I've played him like I think three <laughs> or four times now. No, it's been three times actually. Um, and we were laughing because I've actually I've beaten him twice. I've got a winning record against yeah. him. So we go to play this game against him, and it's like, okay, now it's now it, I'm like, he's you know the pressure's on, and so yep. we get this scenario. It's the messenger. Yeah. So we're placing out our stuff, and I get to pick, and I make him be the uh, the defender. He's got the messenger. Yep. So the messenger has six wounds. He's got a two up save that ignores rend. Yep. And he moves five inches a turn. He moves five inches a turn. Each of you get a special rule. Like he's his general says, get out of here. We can move him so far away. I've got one that can slow down his movement. And um, basically the object is if he can get uh, within so close of my. Six inches from the board edge, he's off. Yeah, and then he win, and then, and then they, they win. win. Yep. Uh, if I can kill him. You win. And if, I, and if he's still on the board at the end of the game, it's a draw. Draw, yep. So we go in, and um, I'm trying everything, right? I'm like, this is going to be hard. Yeah. So here's where I kind of screw up. First thing I do wrong, he's got uh, he's got a mix. It's uh, mostly Skaven mm-hmm. with some Nurgle, right? Yeah. And he's got a couple of, like, the Warp Lightning Cannons or Warp Lightning. Th- it's just one of the, some of those little two-man teams. Yeah. Yeah. And there's one on the right and one on the left. And I keep measuring from the one on the left to see what's near it, and his guy is within six inches. So Manfred's got his spell where you pick a model, an enemy model, yep. within excuse me, within eighteen inches of Manfred. Every unit within six inches of that takes a mortal wound. Yeah, and that unit that you picked that that model then takes D three mortal wounds. So I can't reach his. I'm more than eighteen from his character. Mm-hmm. From that one on the left, he's six inches. Yeah. I measure, I check everything, I do everything else I need to do, and then I go back, and as I'm pointing, I realize after I point it out that I point to the one on the right as casting the spell on it, which is like eight inches away from his... Ah. So he doesn't take the mortal wound. Not a big deal, it's top of turn one. Yeah. What happens is, though, at the end of the game, we wind up drawing, I fly Manfred into him, I'm throwing every spell I've got trying to just do mortal wounds, wounds to him. Yeah. And then finally Manfred comes in and just blows. Like, I juiced up Manfred. He had a spell off the last turn, so he's getting bonuses to his attacks. Um, you know, he's he's got his own co- command ability, which yep. gives him his re-rolling, uh, you know, the the, miss, the ones to hit and wound. Yeah. So he's coming in like a blender. I put five 
flipping wounds oh, on this thing. Oh, crud. And then he throws his general in right next to him, uses the get out of here, and moves him away. Yeah. Ah. And then manages to summon up some of those flying Nurgle wing Plague fly drones. things to block it. Because I've summoned up hex rates, and I'm like, I'll fly the hex rays through him. Every one of them will roll. If one of them rolls a five or six, that's a mortal wound. I got him, but he gets him blocked off with the head drones. I can't get close, close enough, enough to get through him and still wind up. Th- See, everyone's like, that's such a great, awesome maneuver. Only if you don't worry about getting charged because you have to stop three inches away from the model. model yeah. So I got to get all that movement in, plus be enough to move out and get three inches away. Yep. And if you run, then I'm three inches away and you could charge them if you want. Yeah. So it's like it's a very difficult situation to make work. But I'm like, I needed one. So yeah, I put five flipping wounds on a two up. Yeah. Save ignoring rend model, just hitting it with everything I could hit it with. Oh, I was just so vicious. I was so annoyed. Yeah. But so we wound up drawing on that game. We've got our secondary and tertiary objectives again. Yeah. But I just I could not kill that <laughs> model. So then the game's over and I'm all smiles. Like, why are you all smiles? I'm like, because I'm. Two zero and one against you. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I still haven't lost to you, and he's just like, I hate you. <laughs> That's awesome. So yeah, I got to rub that in. The next one's for all the marbles, huh? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Because <laughs> I yeah, because I think I'm one and one against Joe Giroux. Yeah, but uh, you know he beat me because he's a jackhole. <laughs> but Greg's a good guy, man. Yeah, he lets, he lets me win. I like him. <laughs> 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 So that's the end of day one. Why don't we take another break? We'll come back, and uh, when we come back, we'll try to wrap up the games and talk about what we uh, what yep. we liked about it sure. and, and what we're looking forward to in our next AOS tournament. So we'll be back. Hey folks, it's Dave, and I wanted to talk to you for a minute about Battle Foam. You've all heard me talk about it before. The foam is firm, it doesn't separate from the base, they custom cut, design, make any piece of foam you want to fit any model you want. Anytime a new army comes out, within days, you've got Battle Foam cut designed to fit those models. This isn't a game company making cases on the side. This is a carrying case company making foam and custom carrying cases to protect your army. It's what they do. It's all they do. Check it out at BattleFoam.com. Battle Foam, protecting your army. Back one more time. One more time. Back, 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 back. All right. So, um, game, game, game four. Yeah. Game, this is the scenario I, that I played Tyler in game three, real quick. Oh, okay. I just want to shout. If Tyler's listening, um, I want to thank him. He's the only one who wanted to, who actually wanted to take on Scarbrand all weekend. Tyler Mingle? No, Tyler oh. Emerson. Oh, okay. Tyler Emerson. He he's like, I don't know what he does. I've never faced him. Let's go for it. So he vexilord his one of his units of Stormcast. Right next to him, like within three inches, and they charged him. Right, did a bunch of mortal wounds to him, 
and didn't kill him. I'm like, okay, get ready to uh, to get to come to pain. <laughs> come to pain. And he learned what Scarbrand does, and Scarbrand wiped out the entire unit by himself in two turns. Eesh. <laughs> was that the game that Scarbrand survived? Yes, Scarbrand actually survived that with nine wounds on him. And I lo- and again, it was a close game. I I missed a draw by two inches in that game. Oh jeez. Yep. So game four, you you pick a spot on the board. You have to roll dice. It's like nine inches off the back of your your your, your back. It's like and then it's yeah. seven d six in or yes, something like that. Yes. And then you put that spot, and you can't go within. Five, five inches. inches of that spot. Your enemy, but your enemy has to be in base contact with it. And if your enemy has to be in base contact with, so at the end of any, any, is it a full turn? If at the end of the full turn, at the end of a full round, if you don't, if you're, if he has someone on yours but you have nothing on his, he wins. You, yeah. So yeah, if if you're both on it, but it has to be units that started on the board. Right. So wait a minute, I'm conf- I'm confused. So so there's this. Five-inch bubble that you you protects that y- whomever is standing in it, basically. No, it's this five-inch bubble that it's on my side, and I can't move my models into right. it. So, so, right, so, so yeah. his so his model goes in there, and then you can't touch him. So you have to try and shoot him off the Correct. board if his model goes in there? Y- y- well, yes. if he's moving a whole unit, if any part of that unit is not in the bubble, or, act, or actually within a half inch of the edge of the bubble, because you only got to get within a half inch. Yeah. All right. When you charge, you got to stop within a half inch right, of the right, model. Right, right, yeah. So... Here's what happens, though. Okay, uh, I'm playing Tyler Mangle. He's got Tomb Kings, right? Yeah. He lines up his chariots right across him. He's got four chariots in this unit, 20 wounds, yep. four chariots. Yep. You remember telling me about this? Where mine winds up, he's looking at it, and with the bubble and everything, uh, he casts the one spell off that doubles their movement, yep. and then the one spell off that gives him plus three inches from the one guy, or I don't know if it's a spell or an ability. But so now these chariots are moving 23 inches. Oh, dear okay? God. So he realizes as he looks at it that if he can roll a four or better, yep. the first three chariots can move up far enough that they're all within the circle. And I had laid out dice in a perfect circle where the out- my dice are about a half inch wide. So the outer edge of the dice or the outer edge of the circle. So as long as he's not touching the dice, he's actually within like more than a half inch from the edge of the circle. Yeah. All right. So basically, if he rolls a four or better on his charge, or on the he had the d6, right? Yeah. So he, boom, rolls a d6. If he rolls a four or better, the first three will be up far enough that the fourth one can turn sideways in the back, and they will all be within the circle, and I can't touch them. Huh. If he rolls a three... Even if he turns sideways, he'll be close enough where I could charge and 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 attack the unit and yeah. try to do some wounds. So he picks up the dice and he gets he's going first. He gets to go first. That's his first move. Rolls the dice four. Oh. Uh, right in the circle, top of turn one. I'm like, okay, so I got to do twenty wounds because he could pull off whatever model he wants. Yeah, I have to kill all four, four of, them. of them. So here's my choice, and I have a chance. I can cast Manfred's spell that yep. does pick that model and every model with a unit within six inches takes a mortal wound and that mo- that unit takes D3 mortal wounds. So if I cast that spell and get a three on the D3, that's three. Right. Uh, I can cast the arcane bolt or whatever it's called. The arcane, uh, what is it? The arcane, Ar- arcane, arcane yeah, it's bolt. Yeah, it's that's arcane right. Arcane bolt. Uh, that's D3. That's D3. So I got to get a three on that. That's so there's six. another six. Yep. yep. Um, my my mortis engine, if I get in close enough, does that pulse for D3. So I got to get three on that. There's nine. There's nine. 
then Manfred can also cast the Arcane Bolt because he didn't cast it. Yep. So there's 12. There's 12. And then if my Terrorgeist flies up, it's leadership 10. If I can roll an 18 on three dice, I'll do eight more mortal wounds. That's, that's, 20, that's your 20. So I need to basically roll four D3s, all threes, and, and roll. then roll a perfect 18 on three <laughs> dice. Oh, God. And I can get him off. Needless to say, you needed the it stars didn't to align. happen. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> What, like what? the first one did only one wound. Yeah. Like, so I was oh, like, well, this, this is going to work. So then Manfred's like, well, screw this. And Manfred, it was like, here comes Cetra because he had Cetra. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, I could go in. Like, the, the, the game was pretty much over. Like, I couldn't get to that spot even yeah. and take it. So I knew the game was over. So I'm like, do I just charge Cetra? And, like, see if I could do it. Yeah. I'm like, what would Manfred do? <laughs> yeah. And so Manfred flew all the way away from Cetra to the other end of the board and attacked the unit of 30 skeleton warriors and wiped them out to a man. And one just was like, I kill you all. He <laughs> killed, like, 20 uh, or, like, 18 of them. And then they their, their battle shock test just boom, ran yeah. rest away. Just went away. Yeah. And Manfred's like, that's right. I'm the man. I'm Manfred. <laughs> Se- I'm not attacking Cetra. And then I lost the game. Oh. And it was, wow. So then we were, we had all this time left. So. Yeah, I was going to say, what, done in 20 minutes? Yeah, so basically what we did was we just decided to see what would happen. And so um, because depending on who charged, it would be very different, like whose yeah. turn it would be. So I, I won the, 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 the roll off. So I got to see if Manfred jazzed up, fully charged up and charged Cetra. And I killed Cetra in one turn. Wow. Uh, nice. But then Cetra turned around and what if he was the one who was jazzed up and charged Manfred? And the same thing happened. <laughs> so basically, whoever gets a charge off on that with a decent dice roll, they can kill the other pretty much in a turn. Yeah. It just depends on who gets the attack. That's what yeah. we learned. All right. Is that, but I, I, I figured, well, I can't win it, so I'm just going to play it to the fluff. Yeah. Manfred is not going straight at Cetra if <laughs> Cetra sees him. Like, yeah. It's like, hmm, no. No, I'm not going to jo- charge Cetra. <laughs> That's not Manfred style. Manfred style is like, hey, look, there's like 50 skeletons over there. I could whoop all their asses yeah. and totally feel bad, like bad, you know? <laughs> so I'll go do that. I'm awesome. I mean, that's what he did. Yeah. Uh, what about my, you? My fourth game was against Kale Thompson, new guy to the community playing AOS for the first time. He, he actually won Best Destruction. I know. Yep. And he was he was a really cool guy. Uh, gave, he Great sport. Um, actually, did a real cool thing at the end of the game. He gave me one of his dice. Oh, nice. And I gave him one of mine. Um, so uh, it was really kind of cool. But uh, some of the highlights of this game was um, I, I I learned what fanatics do. It's really kind of brutal. Um, he tried to hold – he tried to take my flag with fanatics, and I reminded him that uh, it has – because they didn't start on the board. It's got to be two rounds that they have to survive, and they didn't because my flamers shot them to pieces, burned them to a to a goblin. Um, uh, I got a really uh, – this would have been Scarbrand's uh, mission to shine because against orcs he'd do really, really well because there's nothing that can do mortal wounds to him except a stonehorn who – if I would have gotten lucky, my first shot of the game with my Hell Cannon, I hit the Stonehorn with both shots, and then I rolled double ones. Ouch. <laughs> so I did one wound to the Stonehorn, which doesn't decrease his abilities whatsoever. Nope. And then he proceeded to then charge Scarbrand, attack first, do mortal impact wounds, and then just he basically wiped out Scarbrand with the Stonehorn, which then I proceeded to, over the next two rounds, take out myself. Because um, that was my secondary. It was to kill his stone horn. Oh, all right. 
Um, towards the end, we kind of realized, well, I'm not getting yours. You're not getting mine. So let's have some fun. Last turn of the game. Uh, he had been trying to shoot my Hell Cannon all game with his three Doom Divers. Right. And for three straight turns, he could not hit it. So it was kind of funny. There was I, I there was all these goblins stuck in the ground around my Hell Cannon because <laughs> right. none of them could hit. So he's like, okay, I hate that thing. I'm going to kill it. So he did. He finally wiped up my Hell Cannon with my Doom Divers, like revenge. And I'm like, okay, well, I really don't like Grimgore, and he's right there. He's like, all right. So he moves Grimgore over right in front of my Flesh Hounds that I had just summoned, and my Flesh Hounds charge Grimgore. They have five attacks apiece because I have the banner planted. Okay. They ripped Grimgore apart. Oh my goodness! Five, uh, four flesh hounds just ripped him apart, and it was actually kind. Of, it was a fun way. It was, it was we we kind of was like okay, cinematic end of the game is awesome, great, but it was eleven eleven draw. It was a great game. He was a great great guy to play. So that that was a very fun game. Again, what it was that was one of my not so close games, but it, it doesn't really matter because it was fun. Yeah. <laughs> And then what was the fifth game? The, the fifth game, that scenario, we each, you each, we each picked a spot in our had, backfield. Yeah, you had literally, you had like 12 inches. You picked, you put the flag and you had like 12 inches within it or whatever. Right. And then you had to have somebody touching it at the end. Oh, that's right. You picked a spot on your back board edge. And yep. you had like a, a half circle, 12-inch yeah. radius yeah. around it. Yeah. Anything you couldn't fit in there had to had come to in, in reserves. Six inches but off I had, the board, yeah. I had, I had fit it. We pretty much oh, uh, fit everything. I fit everything but Sila. <laughs> yeah, I fit everything in there. Um, but it was weird because you had to get to that point. And yeah. so once again, and it had to be a hero. Yeah. So here's what happened. Here's what happened in our game. And this is the one where um, this is this is my second draw of the, of the day because I basically kind of moved forward and, um, you know, we had set our secondary and our tertiary objectives and I started running to get those. I kept I always trying to make sure you get the secondary and tertiary. Right. You never know when the game's going to end or how it's going to end. So get your secondary and tertiaries going. So I was doing that. Um, I had to get to a spot. My my, my little six-up save necromancer on foot wasn't getting anywhere. Yeah. So I had him sort of stay hanging back with some of the guys who were defending the circle. The other guys moved up with Manfred. Mm. And I figured I'll try to get there with Manfred and see what can Manfred can cause some major damage. Yep. If I can right. get in there... Because the thing is, you had to be at the end of your turn touching it and not in combat. Yeah. You couldn't be in combat to do it. So you can't just jump in and be attacked, but I'm standing there while I'm being attacked. You had to be combat free yep. at the end of the round. So, so you needed nobody within three inches of you. Or, or nobody to charge me, yeah. yeah. Like if they, he could charge me, I, I wipe him out to a man, then I'm not in combat. Yeah, you know? no, true. Um, so he had Seraphon with three Empire Cannons. Yep. Uh, it was Olivier. This uh, okay? He was a Frenchman who lived in Canada, but he was not French Canadian. Okay, he was French, like a citizen of France, France. but he was living and working in Canada. Okay, he All made right. it very clear to point that out. He is <laughs> he is a Frenchman in in Canada, but he is not, not French, French Canadian. Canadian. There's a difference. And okay, I said, okay. <laughs> um. He has the coolest accent, though. You yeah. Know? But so we were playing, and it's so funny because he's like, once Manfred got into sight, and I was trying to kind of keep him not, but it was like there was just, I, I, he had to go there at some point, or else mm -hmm. the game was just not. I, I There's no way to hide him. From I three could cannons. not win the game unless I yeah. tried to get him over there. Right. Yep. 
So he shoots him with all three cannons, and of course he. I mean, what else? Three do cannons. You do? Yeah. You, you wind up. You kill Manfred, and because he had all of them huddled, because he had the master engineer between them, so he got to reroll the misses yeah. and stuff. Oh. So I mean, he pummeled him, and then it's like, and it's like, I'm so sorry, I'm sorry. I'm like, don't apologize, dude. <laughs> you brought three cannons, and he's like, what? I'm yeah. like, dude, you brought three you cannons. Brought, you knew what you were doing. Don't you know what it's there for. Bringing three cannons <laughs> when they kill the guy, because that's exactly what three cannons are supposed to do. I'm like, don't right. apologize. I'm like, I'm not mad, but don't apologize. apologize. Yeah. Th- this is what your list is built to do. If you're I don't apologize when Manfred kills a bunch of stuff because that's what Manfred's supposed to do. Kill exactly, a bunch of stuff. Exactly. I don't. You don't have to apologize for for doing well. Well, yeah, I he, get it. He, he is living in Canada, even if he's not French Canadian. Is that is that a Canadian thing? <laughs> I I don't know. No, I've I've had people do that to me here too. Oh, yeah. So have I. Right. last year, when I was, I, you know, I've had I people, haven't you know, happened before. The, yeah. You'll bring a really hardcore ridiculous list and you'll be like oh I'm sorry I'm real sorry no you're not sorry that happened you, you brought that list <laughs> you meant Don't for that to me. happen yeah but I mean he was it was good natured it wasn't like I was I wasn't oh, trying yeah. to be a jerk to him yeah. and yeah. I, ho- I hope it didn't get lost in translation yeah but um, no he was really friendly and we had a good time it was just like well you blew so then I was like okay that got blown up so the next thing I'm doing is I'm trying to figure out, okay, well, what are we going to do? Like, what can I do to salvage yep. this game? And there really wasn't much. Um, the, the saving grace, you know how this became a draw? How? Well, he kept everything back to defend his Yeah, that his happened spot. in my game, too. Then he realized he had to get a hero in there. Yep. And he didn't have anything that flew that was a hero. He had, like, a slan. Yeah. He's like, well, I can move this this many inches a turn. And so we measured how far away he was from my spot. Yeah. And then we said, if you ran every turn and rolled a six for every run. You still wouldn't get there. You still need a full another <laughs> turn to get there. He's like, well, I can't get there. I'm like, me neither. So we're like, shook hands. It's a draw. <laughs> we can't get there. So it was like, okay, what else have we got? We finished off what we had, and that was yeah. the game. Yeah. I played uh, I played against Seraphon too that last game. I played against Dominic Reitman. Um, a nice guy up, I think, from, I think he's from Missouri. Maybe. <laughs> I thought you said he was. I think he was. Um, he was playing Seraphon. Um, it was a real fun game. Uh, I learned a couple things. Uh, I think he learned some things, too. He was actually telling me, he's like, yeah, my next army I'm going to start is Bloodbound. So I was like, I want to learn some things from you. I'm like, well, here you go. Uh, one of the things was uh, I learned, I actually learned what Ripper Dactyls can do. Oh, they're vicious. Um, my only saving grace is he attacked my Skull Hunters, who okay. have five wounds apiece. Oh, that's so good. he only took out one of them <laughs> with his Ripper Dactyls. L- Luke is actually suggesting that I should add the Ripper Dactyls <laughs> to my to my triad uh, to my uh, to Ta- my their order. Sylvaneth their order. Their order. Their order. <laughs> okay, so speaking of the Ripper Dactyls, when I was playing Dan Helen, I totally forgot to mention this. Now, first of all, he never got his Ripper Dactyls off; like they failed the one charge oh, they made. Oh, yeah. So I never had to feel their wrath. But this was funny because he's playing order now. Man, when I first went in there, I had when when Manfred finally flew in, he flew in and he had his, I think it was his slan yep. or something like that, and I just start hitting him right, and I'm hitting him with everything I got. I'm hitting him with the magic. I'm hitting him with with everything. Yep. He's got these saves. He literally made six six up saves. He made wow. a pair of six ups. Whoa. I might have been a five up, or but he made yeah. two of them with sixes. He's like. Ooh, and I was like, oh, you made two six-ups. <laughs> the next one, he had to make three saves on the next roll. Rolls, He's like, I- I'm sorry. <laughs> and he's got three six-ups. like, oh, my God, you just made five in a row. And then I'm like, I'm, dude, he should be dead by now. Like, I totally should have killed him. He's like, you should have killed him with the D6. You should have killed him. <laughs> then I did another one, and I'm like, okay, six-up, boom. 
oh, I'm so sorry. And I look <laughs> at it. Are you kidding me? He made six six-up saves in a row. So I'm like, so wait a minute. Statistical D- improbability. No so kidding. The, the question is, should, am, am I? do I have to be the guy from Face Hammer who just complains that Seraphon are broken against <laughs> everything because the Seraphon beat me? Or do I... Do I do I am I do I pull a Mark Wildman yeah. and just be like, well, he made six six up saves in a row. How can you beat that? That's <laughs> it, when the dice are against you. What can you do? So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I just it was just so funny because I was like, I don't know which guy to be, Terry Pike or, or Mark Wildman, and, and Dan. Oh and he was just like, oh Jesus, really? I'm like, I have everything to complain about in this game. <laughs> But it was he just it was so funny he did six six up saves yeah. and it, and it was but and we found out uh, Brad Schwant is the is the American Terry Pike <laughs> they would, if you listen to Face Hammer he's talking about that yeah. that, that ridiculous filthy combo list he's playing yep and as we're talking about it I was like I heard him talking about the list and they're talking about it. And Brad's like, yeah, I heard him talk about. It. I was thinking about that list too. And they're like, yeah, Terry will bring like, you know, he he have this type of list. And they were, I was listening on the show, and he's talking about the list. And Brad's like, yeah, I would totally bring that. Everything you're talking about oh, that, that Terry Pike would bring, how he brings like really. Brad's like, like, yeah, I'll bring Brad's it. Like, yeah, I would yeah, do that. that. That's yep, me. That's how I would play. That's it. me. That's yeah. That's Jeez. the list I would bring. <laughs> that's and me. It was so funny because I'm talking. It's finally it was Dan and Wayne turn around and goes, oh my god, you're the American Terry Pike. <laughs> <laughs> so you got any final thoughts? Anything to take away? Um. I loved how it played. I, I, I love the fact that I went 0-2-3 for the weekend. And I still came away with 17th place, which is better than half the field. Yeah, you were playing the other objectives and stuff like I that. Was, and, yep. and you know what? I think that AOS lends itself so incredibly well to scenarios and having to having to pay attention to those objectives and going after those objectives and I actually got a lot I I feel I played very well. I feel, you know, I, I don't feel like I necessarily got outplayed in all my games. I feel like I had an equal shot in every single game I played to win. Yep. Do I feel like I could have done a few things differently? Yeah, maybe. But overall I had a good time and it was probably the let me put it this way and some people can hate me for saying this. Um Better than any fantasy tournament I ever played in. Cool. I had more fun playing this than any time I had played in a fantasy tournament when I was playing fantasy. And nice. That's your uh, people are gonna hate you for it all they want. It's your <laughs> opinion. Yep. You're, you're entitled to it. Yep. So, and, what'd you take away? You know, okay, a couple of things. Um, I'm I'm very excited. I like I want to keep painting now. I yeah. want to get this right. stuff done. So that etiquette thing I was talking about. Yeah. Oh yeah yeah. Okay. Um. So I was playing Dan Heelan, and here's where I felt bad. I didn't realize until afterwards. Like, the whole time I was going, it's like, I wasn't worried about taking a really good list, okay? And I've gone before to places, and says, I'm just going to bring what I like, yeah. stuff that I think looks good, going to yeah. do good for paint scores, uh, and I'm just going to have fun with it. Mm-hmm. I'm not worried about, you know, having an, an optimized list. But this time, I took Manfred. Yeah. And I took the Mortis Engine, and then I took a bunch of, you know, foot stuff, um, everything else I knew how to use, but I never, I'd only used the Mortis Engine once in AOS and I'd never used Manfred. Okay. And I brought my book with me and I realized first faux pas, make copies of your, your, your character's sheets, like their stat sheets and like put them into a little binder. So you have your, just their stat sheets. Oh because yeah. Because that damn death book 
Like, it's a hot mess. Like, yeah. the book itself is good and all the information is good, but there is no rhyme or reason to where anything is. Quite, quite honestly, I used the, uh, I, took, I, take my, I took my tablet and I used the, uh, the, the AOS app. I should have done that too and, then, maybe. Because it's got the battle section. You can put every single right. War Scroll in your army, just plug it into the battle, and you just keep the battle open that has all your War Scrolls right. for right. what you're playing. I should have done playing. that. Um, Tyler Mangle made a book. Yeah. yeah. I, I thought about making a book too. With everything, he just handed it to you with all yeah. of these sheets of full color. It was like a booklet. Wow. I had like, that yeah. was ridiculous. Uh, oh, Luke, something you did notice. I remember you saying this. One of your opponents was also using the app, but he was, fiddling, was trying to work it on his phone. And yeah. I remember you saying Couple just because guys of the way it was the way it was set up, it was really hard to get to because everything. everything's on a separate page on your phone. It right. doesn't. It's not the whole thing. So it's like you have all the attacks. Well, the new ones on are one. doing the whole thing on one page on the are new they? ones, but then you have to enlarge it, and it does. It's still yeah, not as good on still, your phone. Yeah, no, I, I, it would drive me batty on my phone. I want to have the actual tablet. So, but so here's what I did wrong. Is I took Manfred. I hadn't played him before. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I read over his rules and I kind of know, but I really didn't know him. So it was like, I spent a lot of time flipping and looking at his rules and trying to know his rules. And it's like, and I never real I didn't even think about it. And it's, I, I hope, I, I didn't mean, it's like, it's one of those things are unintentional jerkiness, I guess. But it was like, I wasted a lot of time looking in the book. And because, and I had to tag the page because it was like him and one other, one other model. I didn't really know what they did. Yeah. Like, you know, you could take stuff that's not really good and maybe doesn't work together, but you know your army well enough where you know what they do. Yes. I didn't know their stats. I didn't know exactly what they did. Okay. So I had to constantly be looking them up. And it's, it slowed down the game. And I don't, I mean, I don't think Dan minded. Yeah. I hope he didn't. I hope I didn't come across as a total jerk. Yeah. But it was like, I hate to think, I hate to think he came all the way out here and he plays like, I played against a guy who doesn't even know how to play his damn army. And I was like, oh man, I didn't think about it until <laughs> afterwards. No, I I think that a AOS and people playing AOS are still new enough that that sort of thing is at least the way I viewed it when I played because I played against a couple got a couple games where you know everybody was looking stuff up you know and they were you know they every time you were rolling dice it's like what did this do what does this do there were very few models in my army that I was, didn't have to keep referring to I mean. I, the only time I ever opened my book was why, to Scarbrand because I opened Scarbrand because I wanted right. to because his app his his war scroll in the app is all screwed up it's oh, does, okay. it doesn't read right so I had to so I just had the book open and I still kind of under I knew what he did and I knew how he functioned it was there more for a guide in case I forgot something but I don't think there's I don't think that's an etiquette thing I mean if it's well, I, mean, it, it, I don't it, know if it's etiquette per se, but it was just I felt stupid at the end because he just it was like he knew everything his army did, every yeah. single rule, everything it did, everything, and he even knew Manfred because he played against him. He knew him a little better than I did. He's like, I was wondering why you didn't just do this. I was like, I didn't realize how good Manfred was. <laughs> now the rest of the damn tournament, man, yeah, I, I was know. all up oh, about it. What, after you learned, you knew. Well, you knew how would how to rock him. Yeah. Like, oh, at the man. same point in time, right? A AOS is about you know gaming and having fun and. Howard, I mean, at some point, even he has to learn what his stuff does. You know, guess what? Just but sure, he knew what all his stuff did when he put it on the table and played with you. But he had to have played a game at some point. And, well, yeah, but not in a tournament. I'm saying no, that he was yeah. learning that and his practice but games every, and stuff. And, and it's you know, like, and that's the other thing. Learning your army comes with time. The more you play it, the more you get accustomed to all it. All I'm saying is, I came there not worrying about my list. Yeah, but. 
I'm thinking not worrying about your list is one thing, but at least you should bring stuff you know what it does. Like I oh. made that mistake of bringing, and I had two models with a ton of rules yeah. that I didn't know well enough, and that were big, more important enough to my army that I was constantly having to reference them and had the little page things marked and constantly reading them. And that's my only. That's my only. That's my takeaway is that from now on, when I go to tournaments, I'm going to take stuff I I, I like. Just I, I'm still going to just play whatever the hell I want. Yeah. But at least make sure that it's something that I know well enough what it does that I'm not constantly having to reference. I, I back. do rather like your thought process of Xerox the page because I will scribble the heck all over that page and highlighter it <laughs> yep, everything. Exactly. I need the notes. All right. You know. What, let's get to the awards and wrap Here this I up because the show's the running day. a bit long. So. Um, Best overall went to David Griffin, and I thought this was cool because damn, this guy's only been playing since like I know him and Kale like, came up together since like last October. Yep. Did did Griffin play? Did Griffin have that gorgeous army with the? He had the Pegasus Knights, and it oh, was oh, it, oh, oh. he had the two layer. Oh, he had that like floating island yes. thing. Yes, and pictures with the Pegasus of that. Knights yeah, yeah. on top, and he took I think of a, a, a lictor uh, on a an arc uh, an arc lector. Yeah. Cart yep. thingy. <laughs> I mean, he did really well, though. I mean, he, he, he did got, very well. Yeah, I mean, it looks like from the battle points. I mean, you could get thirty-five in the five games, and he got yeah, 29, twenty-nine. So it looks like what he would have gotten that could be a loss and a draw, yeah, or, or three draws. Yeah, and he one. got he got perfect secondary and perfect tertiary and perfect f- full forty in sports and twenty-five and in appearance, appearance one hundred twenty-four so. points overall. Yeah. Uh, he got best overall. Let's see. Best general for chaos. Greg. Greg Dupuis, who came in second. Yep. Uh, best general for death was Sean Clark. Um, he came in eighth. Man, he got, he got a lot. He got 33 points in oh, battle, which I, is he four had, wins and a draw. Nobody got perfect battle, but he was one of the highest. Yeah. So he did really well. He did. Uh, let's see. He had uh, Nagash, didn't he? I think so. Yeah, he brought Nagash. Best general for destruction was Kale Thompson. Yep. Uh, let's see. Best general for order was Dan Heelan, who came in third. Yep. Uh, let's see. Best sports was Ian Botts. Uh, I think this uh, again, might be second year in a row. Again, yeah. it was definitely a, it was a, a second. I played against yeah. Ian last year. He's so much fun. Is he's he? such a good guy. Yeah, I, he's I, such I, a good guy. I hope he makes it to bits. I would love to play him. He's such a good guy. <laughs> uh, best appearance went to Mike Butcher, and player's choice went to Trunzo. Yeah, yep. Trunzo. Mike Butcher had that gorgeous Asian-themed the, army, uh, right? The rising, rising Sun Ogres. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah the Asian yeah. Ogres. With yeah. the Asian ogres. flags. He put flags on the back of every single one of those All models. All hand-painted. Yep. It was amazing. Yep. No, Butcher's Army is beautiful. Yeah, oh. it was gorgeous. Yep. So that wasn't too bad. Um, overall, it was a really fun time. I had a really good time. You came in fifth, Dave. I came in fifth. You came in fifth. I had no amazing. idea. Like, <laughs> I texted I texted Alex. I'm like, look, I know you guys just went home and stuff like that. How long does it usually take just to get... I'm just curious how I did. He's like, uh, we actually sent it before we left, so it's however long it takes. And he's like, spoiler, you got fifth. I was like, what? <laughs> Um, I got full secondary and tertiary objectives, and I think that was a big deal. That was yeah. a big deal. That's that a lot of points right there. Well, yep. yeah, because the most you can get for the primary, secondary, and tertiary is 65 total. Correct. And 30 of it is in there, and I got the full 30 there. Yep. So then I actually only got 23 in battle for the primary. I only but got 21. So Yeah, fifth place. It was uh, David Griffin, then Greg Dupuis, mm. great guy, Dan Heelan, great guy, Joe Giroux. Yep. 
came in for One it. point more than me. <laughs> One point. If I would have killed that damn messenger of you Queens, you would have been for that you would have been, been a win. That would have been two more points. I would have been in fourth. <laughs> and Joe Giro, you jackhole, you'd have been in fifth. <laughs> Instead of me. Fourth. <laughs> Dupuis and Giro, two and four. <laughs> Tweedledum and Tweedledum, <laughs> or what the hell? <laughs> oh, it was so, uh, I can't believe it. Uh, no, congratulations. Joe's a good guy. I, I I make fun of him a lot, and I have he the made- microphone. <laughs> Screw you. But <laughs> um, made- <laughs> I think a lot of people make fun of him. Every time Alex came around and said, he said something about him, I, no, made, I just, made me laugh. Uh, dude, I... He, I only tease my friends like that. I wouldn't, oh, of course. honestly, I, I would I would never be that cruel to a person that I didn't know <laughs> or I honestly didn't like. I just wouldn't mention him. <laughs> like, there's no way I would do that seriously to a person. No, Joe's a really good guy. Yeah. Um, all right, so that's that. I think we're done. I think we I are. think it's a show. Yeah. We need to be done. Yes. We need to be done. I got to get, I, I got, I got timer. Yeah. Yeah. timer. So I had a good time and um, it's I, a long I, and short I, of it. We had look, a good time. Here's the thing. I had more fun at Adepticon just, Play, uh, playing games at Adepticon this year than I remember in in Previous most years. years. In yeah. most years, yep. um, it was just that feeling. I mean, seriously, I I drew a couple. I won one. I lost two. Like, I mean, I didn't have a real great record, but I was doing all the other things and doing all. Yep. I, I'm taking the the larger game into perspective, and but I had you my never paint. F- and you never felt beat down, did you? No. Like even, and that's what I love about AOS. Uh, I am totally motivated. I am jazzed. I want to get some games in. I want to keep playing. Yes. Um, and there is going to be a tournament at UGG Gives and Games it, yeah. in May. Um, I'm f- trying to finalize the date, but it's one of the hopefully one of the last two Saturdays in May. Okay. Um, there's going to be a primer tournament for Blood in the Sun at Unique Gifts and Games. So um, check uh, the Garage Hammer website. Uh, I will be tweeting about it and uh, check Unique Gifts and Games um, because there will be a tournament being held one day, three rounds at Unique Gifts and Games. Can, can I plug one other quick thing? If you are interested in Ethereum, Ethereum is demoing at Unique Gifts and Games on Tabletop Day, which, which is, is April Saturday, April 30th. 30th. Saturday, April 30th. Okay, so we will see you guys in just a couple of weeks. Oh, reminder, quick reminder. Um, I haven't put the contest thread up yet because I'm a dunce and forgot, but it's probably up by the time you're listening to this. Uh, I'm still looking for some music. Um, we're going to be, within the next few episodes, going to completely generic music, unless somebody writes some music for us. But uh, there is a contest going now. If you can find us the music for the, the music that's going to be the opening and closing music for the show and the music that runs us in and out of the commercials... Um, it has to be music that's like royalty free or something that you made up yourself and wanted to donate. Um, if I choose that and that winds up being the music I use, there's going to be a prize and, uh, it's going to be a pretty good prize actually. In fact, what we're looking at is possibly a copy of, um, Dwarf King's Hold or the um, Dungeon Saga, the Dwarf King's Hold. So the big hundred dollar, uh, cool. uh, what do you call it? The Kickstarter box that they just came out. Mantic just got them for retail now. Yeah. So it's like a big $100 prize, like if you win it. So it's actually worth something cool. And uh, for those of you who did the 2015 painting challenge and now it's up on the forms, everyone got their... So I think everyone who did complete it got their stuff up. And so hopefully next episode I'm going to announce the winners the of that contest and get some prizes out to them too. So more big prizes, more cool stuff. Um, please, please go to the forums, join up. 
Also, don't forget to email me to tell me when you join up and what your username is so that I can put you in and and, and approve you and uh, know that you're not a spam bot. But until then, folks, just remember, only the faithful will be triumphant. Only the faithful will stand when all others fall. And only the faithful know no despair except in failure. You've been listening to Garage Number. If you like the show, we invite you to join the Garage Number community by joining our forums at garagenumber.net slash forum or our Facebook page, Garage Hammer Podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter. Follow David at Garage Hammer and follow Chris at Topher Chris U. If you'd like to contact us, you can reach David through David at garagehammer.net. You can reach me, that's Chris, through Chris U at garagehammer.net. And you can reach both of us through garagehammer at live.com. If you want to help support Garage Hammer, check the support page or the show store on our website, or leave us a positive review on iTunes. Until next time, thanks for listening.